is an order, an agency, one that holds allegiance to no king, no magistrate, no governing body. This order takes on the problems and issues too bizarre or too dangerous for any normal investigative organization. They right wrongs, they protect the innocent, they safeguard the world. They are known as the Circle. At least, they were. For the Circle has fallen. Those agents that remain are now fugitives. And after barely escaping with their lives, the surviving members continue their ongoing quest to safeguard all of Eberron while seeking to root out the source of their misfortune and rebuild the Circle anew. This is their story. Hi there, everybody. Welcome back once again to Agents of the Circle, the podcast where I run an original 5th edition game of Dungeons & Dragons for my friends, and all manner of hilarity ensues. I'm your host and Dungeon Master Sphinx Akasha, and I'm joined by my friends Kendra Intreri as Ozma, the rogue wizard, who's running late, but she will be here. Uh, Luke Abinson yeah. as Lucius Flag, the divine soul sorcerer. Yeah, Luke. Yeah. We got Riley Brandow, Riley Brand, jeez, I'm sorry, Riley, Riley. Brandow as Ash, the Druid Warlock. Yeah, Riley. Yay. <laughs> Caleb Clark as Jazz Goodsong Jr., the Rogue Warlock <laughs> Artificer. Ooh, yeah. mm-hmm. Laramie Lundy, who won't be joining us tonight, as Dacos, the Eldritch uh, Knight. Emily Addington as Orla Talion, the Druid slash Ranger. Yeah. Megan Davidson as Kaladan, the Monk slash Cleric. Yeah, Megan. Yeah, yeah. And Joff Gibbs as Pilot. Uh, Joff will also not be joining us tonight, unfortunately. Uh, but Aww. we will see them next week. Or not next week, Yay. next session. Next time. Uh, yeah. That's right. So we're back once again for episode 54 of our adventure in Eberron. Uh, If you haven't checked this out yet, I mean, you're coming in kind of hot right now. A lot's happened and and, and you missed some stuff, man. So go and check out the entire first and second season that's already out on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, excuse me, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio. And anywhere else you might get to your podcast. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your kids. <laughs> Listen to us. We're, we're fantastic and funny people. Uh, but now that we've got all of that stuff. Oh, wait. Uh, tonight's music will be brought to you by Bardly.io. They are a fantastic uh, browser-based service that uh, has over, I want to say over 300 uh, individual songs with variations in in thereof uh, that you can use to uh, stream 
to directly to your players or if you're playing in person uh, to a uh, monitor or a uh, speaker uh, to enhance your gaming experience. So that's Bardly, B-A, B, not B-A, yes, yes, B-A, B-A-R-D-L-Y dot I-O. Uh, and check it out. You can do a free trial uh, or you can do a subscription. The subscription is only like $5 a month. So check it out and tell them Agents of the Circle sent you. Um, yeah, I don't think people do that anymore to tell them that it, whatever whatever there's usually a code but we don't have any of those codes so tell them we sent you um so yeah now that we've done all that gratuitous advertising and an introduction let's get into tonight's episode so when we last left off the agents had gone on a rather perilous journey into the demon wastes to the northwestern you know northwest corner of the continent uh, searching for the Temple of the Raven Queen in hopes of finding uh, a tiefling monk warlock by the name of Kai. Uh, they managed to uh, locate Kai, help him defeat some bandits, and had a amazing discussion uh, with the Raven Queen herself. She charged you all with a very, very important task. In the meantime, uh, you are all, well, not in the meantime, shortly afterwards, uh, you are all beset upon by members of a race of beings known as the Sorrow Sworn, uh, led by a massive creature known as the Angry, a couple of creatures called the Lonely, and uh, a bunch of small, uh, hideous things uh, whose names are escaping me at this particular point in time. Uh, the Wretched, there we go. Uh, you all handily defeated them together. Um, Kai was very, very impressed with your skill uh, in battle. And uh, once you all got adequate rest, his uh, one of his wives, who travels with him always because she is a an air elemental that was a former genie named Adha, was able to take you all uh, through the astral plane uh, via plane shift. Now, while in the astral plane, you see a lot of strange things. Ozma experiences this weird memory of her love, Zaz, uh, caught in a storm somewhere over the continent of Zendrik, uh, her ship being demolished and sucked into a, a mysterious rift in space leading into the Astral Sea, but also seeing in the vision that Zaz somehow made it off the ship before it could, he could be pulled in as well. Uh, what's stranger, however, is that you come across in the Astral Sea a projection of Tristiana Clawborn, your former teammate. Uh, she looks a bit older, and a bit more alien than you last remember her. Uh, upon talking to her, she reveals quite a few things that she has learned about herself uh, in the time that she's been away. Chief among them that the man that she thought was her father had not been all along. That her actual father had been a fallen celestial. Uh, and revealed, she wound up revealing these 
gorgeous wings uh, that were made of both feathers and shadow to you all. Uh, she also managed to figure out what was the what the deal was with the black dog that had been stalking her all that time, and it turned out to have been the spirit of her younger brother Caleb all along. Uh, it seems that she has, after some time, come to grips with the accident that took his life and the life of her mother, uh, and is still with the Order of the Shadow. Uh, in hopes of finding out more information about her mother and the identity of her fallen angel father. Uh, she also verifies to Ozma that Zaz made it off the ship and is alive somewhere in Zendrik. Uh, you all also have this weird experience where you see each other in the astral plane at your purest uh it, it's almost like it, it's i can describe it as almost using like true sight on each other and seeing what truly lies within your soul uh for some of you it was glorious and and awe-inspiring for some of you it was very confusing uh Lucius, for instance, while being bathed in light, also had many, many hands uh, cloaked in mist and shadow uh, reaching for him, uh, trying to vie uh, for possession of him. Uh, and no one seems to really know what to make of any of that other than this has to be the warping of magics uh, that can only happen within the astral plane itself. You do, however, after a few hours, make it back to Fairhaven, uh, upon which uh, you're tackled by uh, the adorable goblin Carrera, huh. uh, who welcomes you back uh, vehemently, um, and Kaladin receives a box containing uh, a house civis, house civis message sphere and a dagger that had once belonged to Elos, her former lover. Uh, you all learn from King Ashara that the mysterious and once thought lost kingdom of Zantashk thrives, hosting some of the most powerful magic known to Eberron. They learn that their king, Bootsy Rollins, the Funky, is ill and dying. <laughs> As he has no heirs, he is hosting a battle of the bards to determine who shall succeed him. King Ashara requests that the party go to help secure a new ruler and also ho hopefully gain a valuable ally in their fight against the Silver Flame. They're urged to do so quickly as they have also received word that the cannon fleets from the Lazar principalities are en route to that area as well, led by the pirate queen herself, Silva the Shade, whom Ozma reveals is her mother. Ozma. And... Dum, 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 dum. And we begin now still in Ashara's throne room. 
gorgeously lit plants and, and windows uh, breathing light into the room. Uh, there is mage light here and there within the room, uh, but it is insubstantial to the light beaming in from the windows and from the balcony, not balcony, the, um, the skylight. You've just come back in from the gardens uh, where you learned about Ozma's parentage. Um, and uh, Ashara is looking concerned. But this brings about quite a bit of difficulty or a complication, I would assume. Ozma wordlessly just nods and looks off, almost dissociating uh, with everything. Uh, the knowledge that she may eventually ha may have to face her mother again sooner than she thought, uh, now buzzing around in her head. Let's see. At this point, uh, Carrera walks in or walks over and Lucius, he tugs at your robes. Ah, uh, um, Lucius, um, <laughs> everybody looks worried all of a sudden. Uh, Carrera doesn't really understand what's happening. Uh, Complicated family member, uh, family situation, uh, unfortunately, Carrera. Oh, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> no, I should think not. The most complicated family situation I've ever encountered is the fact that Carrera and Carrera have the same name. It's confusing. <laughs> confusing, but delightful. <laughs> yeah, we're delightful. We are pretty delightful, aren't we? <laughs> hmm. And at that point, you hear footsteps coming down the nearby staircase, and a familiar voice echoes out across the chamber. Seems like there was a party that I hadn't been invited to. And hobbling down the stairs, assisted by... Uh, Dez on one side and his daughter Aya on the other side is Shiro draped in what looks like bed robes uh, and pajama bottoms looking weakened but very much alive the arm that had once been missing has been replaced by something new. Uh, and from the looks of it, still in the process of uh, being filled out, it looks more like a skeleton of his former arm than an actual full uh, robotic warforged style arm. 
the crystal in his shoulder is white and pulsing slowly uh, like a heartbeat. Uh, and you can almost assume that it is, in fact, echoing his own heartbeat. Shiro, <sighs> you, are, you are well. It is good to see you well, indeed. Well is a matter of perspective, but yes, it's good to be awake, and it's good to see that you all survived as well. I, uh... <sighs> It was a. It was rough, but I'm. I'm happy to see you all. Des told me that you all had ventured to acquire assistance, and Shiro looks over and sees Kai standing there, kind of awkwardly. Uh, and Kai turns and looks towards him. Well. Yours isn't a face I expected to see. And Shiro kind of narrows his eyes for a moment and then raises them in recognition. Holy shit. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> well met, Kai Janoth. Uh, I assume you're the help they went to find. Kai nods. Well, one of them, uh, Gorfim senses regrets. Uh, he is um, out uh, looking for Ratataska to uh, inform him of what's happened and maybe apply for his help as well. Shiro nods. Right. Uh, I, <coughs> I suppose that makes sense. Uh, well, it is good to see you again, old friend. Um, I am sorry that it could not be under better circumstances. Um, the wives, I assume, are well. And Kai oh, yeah. giggles. Yes, they're both fine. Um, giving me a run for my money as always. Uh, Adha's with me, though she is currently resting. And uh, uh, Kalasha is at home once Adha has rested some. Uh, she will venture back to the Shining Valley and retrieve them. I retrieve Kalasha and uh, and my and our pupil. Ah, right. I forget you have an apprentice now. Oh, less apprentice and more student uh, adopted daughter. And Shiro kind of laughs. <laughs> That's fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. Uh, well done. And uh, Kai kind of blushes a little bit. and uh, I'm sure that Nehru would be very, very pleased to see you when she arrives. And Shiro kind of nods. It will be good to see all of you. And so Shiro looks out at the rest of you and kind of gestures that he'd like to move forward, at which point uh, Dez uh, and Aya kind of help him along 
uh, more Dez than Aya, as Aya is still, you know, only 12 or 13 and is right. small. <laughs> uh, so Dez mostly on Dez mostly carrying his weight or supporting his weight helps him over to a nearby chair and uh, helps him into it. Take it easy. Don't do too much. Shiro uh, waves her away, kind of waves her off with his metal hand. It's 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 fine. No, it's not. You've only been awake now for a couple of days. You need to take it easy. Shiro sighs, and it's the first time that you notice that his hair is, for the first time since you've known him, unbraided, and is just in this wild white afro this halo of hair around his head and he's sighs and the the afro kind of bobs a little bit fine of course you're right and uh, at this point Dez looks up at all of you and Kayla Dan uh, she notices you um, go ahead. Uh, are you trying to to mask your emotions at all right now? Um, yeah. Go ahead and make a deception check for me. Okay. <clears throat> oh, that's okay. Not my strength. <laughs> okay, with a 14. 14. Uh, she raises an eyebrow at your direction. Katie, is everything all right? You look troubled, my friend. Um. Yeah. I no. I'm. I mean. I'm. I'm fine for now. We can. We can talk later. There's a lot of things kind of happening all at once, and that feels a bit overwhelming, but maybe in private I can talk to you about it. Does nods. All right. And looks over at the rest of you. Well, you all are a... uh, quite a motley crew now, aren't you? And her eyes light on Pilot for the first time. She's new. And Pilot kind of straightens up. Um, Yes. um, uh, My name is... uh, I'm Pilot Ism Curier at your service. And she gives a bit of a bow. And... It's at that point that Shiro raises an eyebrow and notices her armor. And then looks at the rest of you. So you brought with you a member of the Silver Flame into the castle. And you see his his, his metal hand begin to curl into a fist. Uh. Explain 
I step in between the two of them. You know I have no love lost for the silver flame. Trust us. Pilot is an ally. And Pilot uh, bows again. I have defected from my former duties and have come to join you all in the hopes of setting things right and defeating the darkness within the corruption within the silver flame itself. And Shiro looks to Pilot, then to you, Lucius, and then to King Ashara, to which King Ashara just smiles and gives him a reassuring nod. And Shiro takes a deep breath. <sighs> okay. Huh. That's Trust a lot. Unexpected on our part as well. I assume that there is quite the story behind that. Pilot nods. Yes, I'd be happy to recount it for you if you would like. And Shiro nods. That might be best. Uh, and begins to push himself up out of his chair, at which point Des kind of gives a sigh of aspiration. Oh, god damn, I'm just gonna have to do things your own way. Fine. And helps lift him up out of the chair. And uh, as Shiro rises, <coughs> leaning on Des for support, he looks to Pilot. Come. We will uh, we'll talk in private. I'm sure everyone here has their own matters to get to. I'll catch up with the rest of you later. And he gestures to Pilot to follow, and then he and Dez walk off with Pilot uh, following behind. Uh, Pilot looks back and gives you all kind of a, a nervous but reassuring smile, and then turns back, uh, her wings folding up around her like a cloak. Uh, Aya begins to follow, uh, but Dez turns and stops her. You need to go back. And it, to your lessons with the Archmage and with Milkshake. And I, I never get to see any of the good stuff. Fine. <laughs> and she turns and gives her dad one last hug and then turns to you all and waves. I'm, ga I'm happy you guys are back. We've got to catch up soon. And then she runs back up the corridor around the same time. Pilot, Dez, and Shiro turn uh, into a room uh, and close the door behind them. Which leaves the rest of you all still in the courtyard uh, with Kai and Ashara and Carrera. Have you been working on anything? Oh yeah, I've been helping with uh with Master Shiro's new arm and um uh we've been working on repairing your airship and um I know Big Sis has been working on some other things uh that might be of use to you guys 
Um, but I don't think she's finished with them yet. It, it, she, she sometimes will get distracted by other things, and then uh, <laughs> we'll forget. And um, I'm sure you don't know what that's like at all, Charles. <laughs> <laughs> no, this I know. But um, I do wonder, do you think I could possibly share the lab with you two? I have to talk to Big Sis, but um, as long as you don't promise not to blow anything up, I, I don't think it'll be much of a problem. <laughs> um, this I will promise. <laughs> okay, um, you are right here, and uh, I'll go talk to Big Sis. And he gives you kind of like two thumbs up, and then he runs up the stairs. Thank you, you hear, You got Cora. it, dude! And you just hear... Little feet jumping up the stairs. And you see King Ashara just kind of giggles. In all of my years, I don't think I will ever get used to that. <laughs> and so she leads you all to uh, a section of chairs just in front of her throne. Uh, and she walks up the slight staircase to her own uh, place and sits upon her throne. So tell me what has transpired over the, the course of these last few weeks. Uh, surely it has been uh, interesting. <clears throat> yes, it has been a perilous journey. We uh have braved that demon wastes. Before that, we fought a beholder, the first guy I've seen of such creatures. You fought um, and survived a beholder. That is no small feat. Oh no, it was. Uh, it was no hard. No feat at all. It floats. But I'm bum In the eyes. Sorry. And, and Ashara giggles at that. At that. <laughs> Quite right. But do, please, go on. Hmm. We met a, uh, the legendary horror turned good, uh, um, Kai, what is your master's name? In? But he is, are you referring to the Raven Queen? Or to, you... to Gorfim. Oh, Gorfim is, Gorfim is my friend. He's not my master. Oh, I thought you were his student. Oh. No, no. My my master uh, also happened to now be my wife. So, or one of them. Uh, mm. So, yes, it is. It is from her that I learned my martial art. Hmm. Well, and the... Ashara nods. Kalasha is quite formidable. I'm told. In the way of the open hand. And Kai nods. Yes, yes, that is very true. Um, though I have taken on uh, other arts on top of what she has taught me, uh, the open hand is quite formidable indeed. As, And he turns to you, uh, Katie, as I'm sure you know. I have spent 
a long time studying the open hand and there's still so much to learn. Really an impressive discipline if I do say so myself. Yes, if there is one thing that I've learned uh, in this life, uh, particularly within the martial arts, is that there's always something new. That you are always evolving, always growing stronger. That is a, a good attitude and good mindset to keep. So you met up with the mysterious Goffin. What was he like? Oh, yes. He was mysterious. We could not see his body. Um... But then we did. Oh, and yes. that was incredible. It was very strange. What, what do you uh, mean exactly? Uh, Incredible. Tell me. Well, I have to remember that I spent most of my time in uh, either uh, Breland or Breland or Andair. So I'm kind of locked in city mode most of the time. So maybe things like this exist everywhere. But um, he described himself as an elder horror or an eldritch horror, rather, I'm sorry. And it was made of, yeah, a bunch of tentacles. And then in a less comforting move- see her eyes get wide. (laughs) Tentacles, you say? Yeah, and uh, to to draw attention away from that, he used a a deer skull as like the focal point of his ensemble. A deer skull? Pretty sweet skull. All of that sounds really terrifying, but he was so like welcoming and, I mean, friendly. So I, it, a bit of cognitive dissonance there, but uh, I hmm. feel really enriched by meeting him. Kai kind of laughs. <laughs> yes, uh, as as horrifying as Gorfam can can look at times, he is an absolute sweetheart. He's uh, hospitable and charitable when he can be, and he makes some of the best tea you've ever had. Or at least some of the best tea I've ever had. Not met a match. Not met his match in all my years. He was also trying to heal a, a, a curse from an eternal child. An eternal child, you say? And Ashara kind of leans uh, uh, leans her uh, elbow against her knee and puts her head in her, that hand and like, uh, like very, very curious, leaning forward. An eternal child. And yes. I, I've heard of such things, but I don't think I've ever... How old was this eternal child? She was in her 30s, but she looked like she was eight. My word. And does she know how this happened to to her? Did she know? I did not think to ask. It seemed... uh, I don't know. I think I would be embarrassed. And... uh, Dacos kind of nods. Yeah, it seemed like a real personal thing to to ask someone we just met. So, 
you know, we didn't. <laughs> I have heard of uh, vampires being made too young and resulting in something like this, but that is only in stories. Didn't seem possessed by evil, and we saw her in the sun. This, that is true. This is true. Didn't we? Am I remembering that right? You are remembering that right, yes. It's a long time ago, and there was a lot of like trauma <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> also true. Fair. And Dacos nods. No, yeah, there was, there was sunlight. There's definitely sunlight. And um, sunlight and beer and wine and tea. Oh, I have some of that tea left over. King Ashara, I would love to present it to you as a gift if you would accept. And King Ashara uh, kind of straightens up. I I would be thrilled, yes. Take and the she, tea out of my bag and take a knee as I offer it to her. And she reaches a slender hand forward and very gently, very graciously uh, takes the tea and examines the tin and opens it and I almost immediately the scent of cardamom and herb and, 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 and tea leaf kind of wafts wafts over the room. My word. Just the scent alone is exquisite. This I will be most excited to try. And she closes the tin again and hands it to an attendant. Please go and place this amongst a place of honor uh, in my tea cabinets. We will have this with lunch today. And the uh, the attendant was very straightens up. As you wish, my, my, my lady. And she marches off. I'm very excited to try this. It is without equal. <laughs> oh. Whew, that sounds very nice. I, I'm, I'm, and that is high praise from a monk. They know their tea. Very true. <laughs> Kai laughs. Yes, we we are quite fond of our teas, except for those of us uh, within the drunken schools. They, um, <laughs> they prefer a different sort of uh, refreshment, if you catch my drift. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and... Uh, Dacos fruit juice? <laughs> Fermented fruit juice. Yeah. Kai nods. It's not it's not an incorrect answer. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know. Yes, fruit juice. Aged fruit juice. <laughs> Very well aged fruit juice. And uh so Ashara leans back, and so you met with Gorfin. Did he display any of his magic to you? He created a uh, a barrier that was impenetrable. He uh, could teleport by touching a tree to any other tree. It also is... manifest more than one magical hand at a time which is not something I've seen that is not something that I have seen either and 
Shara rubs at her chin thoughtfully. That is most fascinating. He seems to possess very, very druid-like abilities, very close to my own, but I assume far more potent and powerful. You must. He is tw- he I'm sorry. Go ahead. Twenty thousand. My word, that would that puts him back before the age of demons. <laughs> Yes. To exist in a time without demons, would that mean that there were no tieflings? It would mean a quite a great deal of things. I am curious to know what brought him to this realm, or if he has always been here. You must forgive me. I have only heard stories of the powerful Gorfim, myths. Legends. To know that he exists is... Well, it's mind-blowing, for lack of a better term. He would be a good subject of study for my father. Maybe I will mention him to him. (laughs) I'm sure Master Jasper would have a field day, as it were. Speaking of your father, have you heard from him lately? No, I have not heard from him since we left. That's right. You left. uh, They were still in the Feywild, I believe. Yes? Yes. They were... Findistal, I believe. Under... And she turns to... uh, Turns to Orla. In the company of your father... Yes? Yes. Interesting. I am certain that they are most that you're that they are most happy to be back and in a place that they had only known for shorter than I imagine they would have liked. It is hard to tell with those two. They, whether they love their work or home better. Well, based on what I know of your parents, it is, uh, home for them has always been where they, wherever they make it. That is also true. <laughs> As I'm sure your godfather will will be the first to agree. It, with everything that has happened and is happening now, I wonder if I might not contact them and let them know. That might be a good idea. And she raises up from her... Uh, from her throne please do um, avail yourselves of for food and drink you would like and uh, rest please uh, I am going to tend to some 
urgent matters and uh, also check on the progress of your ship as I imagine you will want to leave quite soon. Do you have a manager? And she inclines her head in a slight bow to all of you and until later my friends and she sweeps off uh, into another room two of her attendants flanking behind her and she disappears through a beautiful set of double doors Dekos turns to you all well that was a thing. Yes, quite a few of them, in fact. Yes. And he... Ash turns to Lucius and says, so you know how we've been collecting these so-called evil things in our bag of holding? Yes, let's get rid of those now. <laughs> okay, can we maybe get rid of them at a... Uh, know profit or you know it's something <laughs> nice for ourselves in exchange for these so-called evil things this is what i'm in favor of and As kai we have a line of unlimited credit from the kingdom why would we sell these for profit and put it <laughs> out in the world I don't know. Why am I using a staff that we found in a dungeon? <laughs> well, that is something you could answer better than I. I mean, I like the way it feels. But... <laughs> Ash, perhaps the, uh, the perspective to take would be that the, the spoils we've earned from the dungeon including our many magical items are compensation enough for these evil things that we can now destroy and thus improve the world Dekos kind of raises a, a, a finger consequently we could also or not consequently I'm used, I just used the wrong word um, or or and hear me out we are in oh god we are in fairhaven palace are we not and this place is also home to i don't know an archmage yeah that was exactly my line of thinking takos yes he, he might know better what to do with these things than we would yeah can he turn them like holy and then they'd be still awesome weapons, but instead of evil, they're good, according to you? Lucius? According <laughs> to me? You know, yeah, your alignment. Let's your just God. go back to the Archmage. Okay. So that what you guys are doing? You do where he is. <laughs> yeah, if we can, if we can send ahead just so we don't pop in on him in the midst of something, <laughs> we know he's a busy and important man. Eh, he it, might be asleep it, reading books. It's around this time that Carrera 
uh, little Carrera kind of dances back downstairs. Ah, <laughs> uh, just oh. Uh, Brixis says that uh, you can share our lab, but not right now. She's very busy and important, and is working on something that she would prefer not to accidentally blow up at this time. <laughs> This is very good. But, Thank you, but, but you will definitely be able to use the lab later. <laughs> Thank you. And it just kind of, uh, or Dekos, uh, Ben's done. I've got to get used to calling Dekos Dekos. Uh, <laughs> it still messes with me, too. <laughs> uh, Dekos bends down to Carrera. You wouldn't happen to know where we could find... Uh, uh, Archmage Emrys, would you? And Krara thinks on that for a moment. Uh, yeah! Yeah! He's probably in his office! Um, in his tower! Yeah, that's the last time I saw him. How long ago was that? Uh, and you can see him, like, kind of twisting up his face as he's thinking... Maybe an hour ago? And Deco's pats Kerr on the head. <laughs> and she looks at the rest of you. Start there, maybe? Certainly worth a shot. Excellent. And this is, uh, this is, uh, Jazz's godfather, right? That's correct. So Carrera leads the way, kind of dancing and skipping and humming as uh, this little two-foot-tall <laughs> goblin uh, leads you through uh, kind of the winding corridors uh, and into a, uh, a beautiful courtyard. Uh, and about 30 yards to the west is this very ordinary looking tower but you all have been in this tower before and you know that the in the inner workings of this tower are anything but ordinary and he takes you to the door and mm, uh, I, I know there's a special knock that he has to use hang on a second and he reaches up to the door handle twists it twice to the left three times to the right and then knocks <laughs> and then he waits um, it usually doesn't take this long um, oh wait I remember At which point there is a and the door unlocks with a and slowly kind of opens just a crack. Ah, I still have 
I was worried there for a second. And he pushes the door open <laughs> and just kind of wanders in. At which point, um, Ash, with your perception, you notice that he disappears the moment he crosses the threshold. Whoa. <laughs> uh, hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. And then he pokes his head back through the threshold, but like you can't, you don't see the rest of his body. You just see his head just kind of pop out out of nowhere. Hey, you coming or not? And then he pops back in, and his head disappears again. Hmm. Um. Yes. This is the coolest head. <laughs> <laughs> and Ozma nods. He is pretty damn cool. And she just kind of shrugs and walks through and disappears. I'll follow. Cool. So as you follow through, uh, your vision blurs for a moment and you then appear in what looks like a massive kind of atrium. Uh massive bookshelves line one wall. Uh, the rest of it is lined in various plants and a few trees that are growing up into this domed ceiling above. Uh, there are a pair of writing desks. Uh, there is one large uh, desk uh, with various uh, books and strange objects and baubles, uh, some of them moving of their own accord, uh, others just kind of floating, suspended in midair. And in the center of this large atrium uh, stands uh, Emrys Malik, uh, hair tied behind his back uh, in a, a long uh, but beautiful ponytail. Uh, his robes uh, are, are loose as he stands there with his uh, arms crossed as he watches uh, two figures circling them, circling each other uh, almost uh, like a pair of uh, wolves staring each other down. And you notice uh, one of them uh, as the rest of you kind of fall in and uh, apparating uh, in, in the room next to you. Uh, one of them is Aya, the Shiro's daughter who you met a little bit ago. And the other is a one foot tall stuffed lamb uh, who the rest of you know as <laughs> Milkshake. Both of them uh, with their hands locked to each other uh, in a fighting stance as they circle each other, uh, eyeing each other very uh, cautiously. Uh, Milkshake stops, and so does Aya, and then they turn and start moving in the other direction, switching hands as they circle each other in the opposite direction. Uh, they do this for about 10 seconds. 
before Aya lunges forward with a straight punch to Milkshake, at which point Milkshake kind of leaps to the side, grabs Aya's uh, arm as she thrusts it forward, and flips her over onto her back. He then flips on top of her and puts his furry uh, stuffed fist at her face. He then gets up and in what appears to be some form of uh, sign language that you are not familiar with, he seems to be communicating with her. And Aya turns or sits up. I know. I, I watched your fa- I watched your fist and not your face. I paid attention to your breathing. I paid attention to my own breathing and not to yours. I'm trying. It's hard. At which point, milkshake signs again, wrapped just just fe- almost feverishly. His little mitts are a blur, but Aya seems to be following along. You're right, Sifu. You're right. I I will, I will, I will get better. I just I, I I need to practice more. You're right. And she she gets up, she puts her her fist to her palm and bows. Again, milkshakes straightens up, gets back into his fighting stance and nods, and so does she. And they begin the ritual again. Uh, it's at that point. Uh, that Emrys, smiling now, looks up, ah, and like stretches out his, his arms towards you all. You have returned. Wonderful, wonderful. Please, and he moves off of the floor, which you now notice uh, that area has been kind of uh, sectioned off into this almost uh, circle. Uh, which is where Milkshake and Aya are now sparring together. Ah, welcome back. Uh, I've, I've heard that you've had quite the journey. <laughs> yes, it has been something, Uncle. Uh, please, come, sit. Um, have you eaten yet? Do you, are you thirsty? I've got lemonade somewhere around here. And he rummages through one of his cabinets and reaches in. And it doesn't look like a very large cabinet, but he like basically fits almost the entire top half of his torso in looking for whatever it is he's looking for and pulls out this massive pitcher that seems to be steaming with frost. Uh, and he places it down uh, on his table. And then pulls out like a bunch of like mis- mismatched, mismatched cups uh, and places them down all around the picture. Please help yourself. And oh, then, thank you. And then sits on uh, very, very like a casual English teacher sits on like the edge of his desk. Please tell me uh, what what can I do for you? Well, we have this bag of evil. Yes, in in a phrase. Bag of evil. Interesting. More specifically, it is a collection of 
either foul or profane artifacts in uh, uh, powerful magical items we have collected over our journeys. Really? And he... Mm-hmm. And he gestures towards the, the, the bag. May I? Oh, yes. <clears throat> so he very gingerly takes the bag from you and kind of peeks inside. Oh, this is a... Uh, this is a bag of holding, is it not? Um, yes. Let's see. I know how this works, um, but as I can, he, he hands it back over to you, you Lucius. Um, one moment. And he runs over to a desk drawer and pulls, pulls it open, kind of rummages through. You hear a lot of uh, movement and... Oh, my. Where is it? Oh, there they are. All right. And he pulls out a pair of gloves. uh, Very thick hide gloves. And he hands them to you, Jazz. Go ahead and put those on. I do not know what's in there. And he pulls out a pair of hide gloves for himself and and shoves them on as well. Uh, These gloves are enchanted. uh, So they should protect us against most things, uh, particularly curses. Um, we don't want any of that in here um, or yes. in us. So <laughs> I've had a bad experience with that once before. It was an entire thing. And Milkshake, uh, you see uh, Milkshake just kind of stop. And he's now like angrily gesturing <laughs> and signing at, uh, at Emrys. No, it, it was not my fault. How was I supposed to know that there was a basilisk hiding in the bag? I didn't know that. People put strange... Yes, people put strange things in bags of holding. Which is why we're being careful now. And Milkshake, like... While he cannot sigh, his body gives the expression of a deep, long-suffering sigh. And then turns his whole body. She sighs with his entire body, uh, all two feet of it, <laughs> and like turns back to Aya and signs, and she nods, and they get back to sparring. And Emrys, for the first time, you you see him like just kind of roll his eyes. He will not let that go. Mm. Right, so. And he will, he takes the bag of holding from you, Lucius, and pulls it open, and it looks at you, Jazz. All right, go ahead and uh, let us see what you what you pull out here. Okay. And can we get a, a list up? I don't. I remember a few things. I remember there's a sword. I remember. Um. Uh, let's see. I should be able to show you what's. In there. Uh, Remember, we have bad shards. I forget which one there. Is it the Sybaris? So, let's see. I can't remember who we assigned this to. So, if you go into the uh, items directory in Foundry, 
The bag of holding should be in there. shards and a carpet of flying and then some beholder eye of stuff uh is there another is that an other than that it's pretty much just potions yeah the kyber shards are bad though i think right mm-hmm yeah yeah so is that what you pull out first some a few of the kyber shards yes Okay, so you reach in the bag, and you think of the kyber shards, and your hands almost immediately grasp onto that very thing. And as you, your hand comes out of the bag, you're holding about five of these red pulsating kyber shards, at which point Emrys kind of leans back a little bit. My goodness. Wherever did you find those? I remember we were in a tunnel. It is the same temple that I found this, and he pulls out the the sun the sunlight uh, longsword. Ah. And as you do, you ignite the sword as well. Yes. Okay. As you ignite the sword, Saif's energy radiates uh, along with the blade uh, as it glows with its bright yellow light uh, also surrounded by this deep black purple uh, energy and Emrys raises an eyebrow I do not think I have ever seen a sunlight long sword quite like that oh no that is just Saif he he's a gift Saif he he is a gift he uh he inhabits the weapons I possess when I need him to and and maybe forever I don't know um give me just a second here that is going to take a lovely bit of rolling on Emrys' part do 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 Pulling up his character sheet, which I should have done that already, but you know, whatever. This is what <laughs> we were talking about. Uh, da, 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 there we go. Pachaw. Okay, so he will. Okay. Actually, let's do it this way. Alrighty. Do do do. Okay. 
If you like what you're listening to, you can find us on every platform you can get podcasts. <laughs> Check us out. Emrys will make an Arcana roll. See if he recognizes what's going on there. Rolls a 19. So Emrys takes a long look at the Sunlight Long Blade and he kind of just passes a hand over it and over its light. There's quite a lot going on here. I am sensing some I'm sensing the long sword in and of itself but I'm also sensing some otherworldly power does not seem to be altogether malevolent but it does seem to be very alive yes this is Saif. You've called it, 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 Saif, you say? Yes, Saif. Did you name it or did it name itself that? I don't. It is hard to tell what you, happened. You name I it. I will say I knew it was his name. Interesting. And he continues to stare at it. And you see his amber eyes suddenly go white as he peers closer to the blade. Interesting. The blade itself is a standard enchantment. The sunlight long blade being as such energy the secondary energy within and around it is like nothing i've seen before it is almost as if the blade is possessed by a life form and yet at the same time i sense some of your life force within the blade as well Yes, Zaif was a truly special gift. And then this look of realization passes over him and his eyes widen. Oh, Jazz. Please do not tell me that you have become a hexblade for some otherworldly spirit. Um, <laughs> yes yes you have not or yes you have yes I have uh, what am I going to tell your parents do they know they don't know of course they couldn't possibly know or do they know um they know I <laughs> <laughs> and he like his eyes go back to a normal amber and he begins to rub at one of his temples. So but, uh, you willingly took an otherworldly being into you. Well, 
And Ozma kind of leans over. It's not the only otherworldly beating he's got inside of him. <laughs> yes, and, and, yes. Do tell him about the goblins. Well, those beings are and, worldly. And Emrys kind of... Goblins, you say? What I has happened? Well, two things. One, yes. I have... <laughs> I have gone... <laughs> <laughs> I am become Hexblade, but the covenant I am the covenant I have entered is with the traveler, and he does not seem to have requirements. Just that I be. Emrys scratches at his beard. The traveler, you have entered into a pact with the traveler yes the living personification of randomness and chaos yes right you you are so very casual about this okay okay well if there's something I have come to understand is I think that this is random and chaotic. So it already in it in it of itself it is the traveler uh, personified. He he uh, does not seem to require much more. But two, the goblins. Yes, the tell goblins. me of these goblins. Well, <laughs> I would bring them out, but this area seems sensitive and they do not always like to listen. Oh, so, you have employed the, the, you have taken in not just goblins, but ill-mannered goblins? They can be a bit rowdy. Rowdy, ill-mannered goblins. <laughs> but the thing, the thing is, I didn't. What could I do? They were trapped. They were trapped in a barrel in the underworld. I mean, in the in the underdark. To be there forever. I. So you, I just picked of course. Up a crystal. Wait, they were trapped inside of a crystal. Wait, where was this? Where are they you finding trapped, this? They were trapped in a crystal skull, an emerald crystal skull, in random refuse piles in the Underdark, if I remember correctly. Something I... had left them there. That is... Uh... And you rescued them by letting them acquire space inside you. <laughs> I mean, it's not like he was using that part of his brain. Wait, yes. wait, 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 wait. Hang on. They are in your brain. Yes, they, they, are, they are in here. Any motions to his head? I, 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 I do not understand your line of thought. Um, you're 
oh, your parents are going to kill me. Your mother, particularly. <laughs> I, I, well, you would. This has actually been pretty helpful. Since they have been oh. in there, they, they have not allowed me to have a single bad dream. Um, they, they help me push away thoughts I do not want to have. Um, they are friendly. They are. They just, uh, they need direction. And at that point, you see him, like, there's this ripple of energy, of air around him. And he looks deep into your eyes. Like, he actually gets, like, almost, like, nose to nose with you as he stares into your eyes. Hold it perfectly still. And there is a moment where, for you, time just kind of stops. And now he's in your head. Jazz, there is darkness. And slowly coalescing out of that darkness, you see your father's study and writing area. I remember these place. A walls to walls full of bookshelves and scrolls and various objects from many of the cultures your father studied. Some of them are very, very crystal clear in your mind. And some of them are blurred or obscured by other objects. Sitting on your father's desk are eight small goblins all armed to the teeth <laughs> all wearing uh, various like hodgepodged uh, pieces of armor across their bodies and <laughs> master are you back right you've never been in here before what you doing here? Goblins. And marching out from behind the desk is the Goblin General. <laughs> and he just stands up straight and gives you a salute. <laughs> at these, at these. General on deck! And the other goblins all, all stand together on the desks and salute. Sir! At ease, as you, as you were. And they all, like, in one fluid motion, hands behind their backs, uh, easing into kind of a, 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 not quite a slouch, but a more relaxed stance. Uh, still standing in, like, straight line with your, your goblin general standing in front. What do you wish of us, master? Um, it seems my uncle, my, my godfather wished to speak with you. And from behind you now sweeps uh, Emrys, but not Emrys as you've ever really seen him before. He is aglow 
in gold yellowish light uh there appears to be a halo of light uh emanating from his head and bright blue spectral wings sprouting from his back as he very very like fluidly and almost like creepily supernatural fashion uh these preternatural movements he's now staring at each and every goblin standing there how did you get here and the goblin general um sir uh our master rescued us from imprisonment imprisonment from by who and from what um kavar the devourer murdered us and trapped our souls inside a skull sir jazz the mighty has rescued us and has given us generous lodgings inside his brain space sir Please don't kill us, Mr. Giant Angel Person. <laughs> and at that point, you can see that he, the, the, the Goblin General, for the first time, is afraid. But he is Aww. doing his best to mask his fear. Uh, <laughs> however, his best is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but he is all but pissing his pants right now. Aww. The... The Archmage kind of sways from goblin to goblin. And then he comes to the face of the Goblin General, who stands uh, at least a head taller than the other goblins. And what is your intention with my godson? And the Goblin General kind of quivers a little bit. And then you hear three voices all simultaneously emanate from the same body uh, of, or spirit body of your godfather. Speak! And the, the government, no ill intent, our only purpose is to serve and to protect! Sir! And Emrys stands up straight. Hmm. And then he turns to you, Jazz. They seem earnest. Yes, they are. They are earnest. They are honest. They are just um, blunt tools. That is, no, no offense, my goblins. I love blunt tools. I have many. And the general uh, salutes. Sir, permission to speak freely, sir. You may speak. <clears throat> Dagadoff wishes to inform you that <clears throat> while these, the Cretans you see before you are most certainly blunt tools, that I, being the one called Dagadoff, is more than a blunt tool. Uh, and is a cunning and willing strategist. 
and guardian to your brain matter, sir. Oh, 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 oh I, I know this. I did not, I did not mean you, Tagadol. Not you. This is why you are in charge. Thank you, sir. Your words honor me, sir. And he salutes you again and goes back to standing at attention. <laughs> and Emrys looks almost amused at this exchange. He turns to you. Is it just me? Or do they genuinely love you? Well? That seems to be the energy that I am, uh, I am receiving from them. I have never felt anything untoward from them. And they seem to be honest. And they seem to be dutiful. I think it is true. Hmm. I think they are just so grateful. And I think... Um, uh, who was it that killed them? Ratataska? I think he was just... No, it was um, Kavar killed them. Oh, Kavar. I think he was just a nightmare. I think they are just glad to be free of him and then also to not be languishing in a trash heap in the underworld somewhere. And Emrys nods and takes a slow, deep breath. Well, if the rumors I've heard about Kavar are true, then he was every bit of a nightmare, as you, as you say. And you managed to escape him at his quite a feat. And at this point, you feel uh, a familiar tingle in your mind uh, as Saif separates himself mostly from you and forms a bit of a shadow body that stands next to you about your height, uh, but without any clear def definition. Uh, he just he basically looks like a blank canvas with arms and legs and a head. Uh, the only thing you can really see of him uh, that has any definition are his eyes, which are burning bright yellow, and his mouth, which smiles with hundreds of bright white teeth. Well, you say escape. Uh, for my recollection, I say, ruthlessly murdered. <laughs> and Emrys is kind of taken aback. I take it you are Saif? And Saif takes a large, grandiose bow. At your service, Master Magus. And Emrys almost giggles. <laughs> this is new. So you are the spirit form possessing my godson and his blade. Oh, yes. Yes. You say possess. I 
would like to uh, to rephrase that as sharing habitat. Share. Your godson and I. We are we are in a pact, a a a mutually beneficial arrangement. I live in him. He has access to my power. And we murder things. I mean, <laughs> terrible, terrible, awful, evil things. But we murder them, and I devour them. I then ha- thereby have a place to have things to eat and a place to live, and Jazz has access to the power I receive. As a result. So you see... You might even call it a symbiosis, as you will. And that symbiosis will only become stronger the more time we spend together. And then Saif puts an arm casually around you, like very like buddy-buddy jazz. Like, this guy has saved my skin, and I've saved his. This is true. And Jazz puts it back, puts his, puts his around. You see, I don't, Saif's reasons will be his own, but for some reason, he did not wish to travel with the traveler anymore. And now he travels with me. And Saif kind of leans his head back and forth. It was less not wanting to travel with the traveler anymore and more like forcefully separated from the traveler by an evil lich uh, forced into a blade and forced to do terrible, terrible things to people. Uh, growing sick of that, uh, taking the lich over, killing him in the process, and uh, waiting for someone to claim me. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> and Emrys kind of raises an eyebrow. All right. That is... Um, Quite the, um, uh, hmm, it's quite the situation you have found yourself in. <laughs> yes, call me the rescuer. <laughs> the rescuer, that is, um, I have, there, there are many things that I should call you, foolhardy <laughs> being one of them. Um, what do your companions think of this um, arrangement? Hmm. Well, they do not seem to object. Although there is Lucius who seems to not approve, but not object. Lucius and, and Saif kind of... <laughs> Lucius most vehemently does not approve. Uh, but we have come to an arrangement. As long as I do not do anything untoward to you, he will not attempt to murder me viciously. That is actually the whole of it, yes. <laughs> and and he, Saif, kind of, kind of shrugs. It's it's, it's not a perfect arrangement, but such as it is, it works. Emrys kind of like, all right, okay. Um, 
Right. That is a. No, what I know of Lucius. Yes, that sounds about right. And um, I will thank him for um, looking out for my godson. Now, I too must make a similar pact with you. Uh, you will do everything within your power to keep my godson alive. If not, I will hunt you down to the ends of time. But, but, Uncle, we must also consider mm. Saif's safety. He cannot fall into the wrong hands again. And so what you are telling me, and he kind of floats there, stroking his beard, is that he chose you, not simply to have a place to live, but to be his protector. Yes. It is fascinating. It is rare that a sentient spirit, no less a being that was once attached to a god, would choose a mortal, particularly a human mortal, to protect it. It must see something very unique within you. And Saif gives a wide smile. That's my little secret. But yes. <laughs> and Emrys raises an eyebrow. Don't push it. <laughs> you exist. And I acknowledge you. And I accept that my godson has taken you in. However... If you step out of line and I learn about it you will not have to worry about falling in the wrong hands because I will make sure that you no longer exist do we have an understanding Saif and his eyes uh, Emerson's eyes begin to burn with this almost like vengeful uh, light and Jazz, go ahead and make an insight check for me. Okay. Brilliant. I had to. <laughs> Brilliant. You rolled a 19. Uh, so you have heard about uh, the the pressure that divine and magical beings emanate, uh, particularly when they're feeling intense emotions. You're feeling that now as uh, Emrys is radiating fiercely protective uh, energy from himself. Uh, and it seems it seems to wash over you. 
and for a moment you have like this flash of what feels like a memory of your godfather uh, with his arms around both of your parents uh, as they venture off into the distance. Uh, fields and mountains uh, are on the horizon for them and, and, and the sun is behind them and the wind is at their backs and then the flash is gone and there is this fierce, fierce protective energy uh, streaming over you. Do we understand each other? And Saif uh, blinks for a moment and the smile disappears for all of a moment and then reappears. But for the first time, you can see that the smile is very much genuine. And Saif bows his head. Master Magus, I would give my life to protect this boy. There is nothing that I would not give for this man who has saved my life. So rest assured, he has nothing to fear from me. It's more to the point that anyone who would dare lay a finger upon him will have everything to fear from us. Mm. You have my word on that. And Emrys rises up, the glow fading from his eyes. Good enough for me. He reaches a hand out to Saif. And Saif kind of blinks in surprise and slowly, very slowly takes your godfather's hand and they shake. And you feel this like jolt of uh, strange arcane energy. And let me see the thing. All right. You feel this massive jolt kind of rock through you. And you will gain one point of constitution as a result. Yeah. <laughs> As you have gained you have gained Emrys's blessing. Yeah. And in that <laughs> moment, along with that jolt, you are forced out of your mind and back into the present where time is is now very slowly recoalescing and brought back to a place of moving at the same rate that you all, you've always known it. Emrys leans back from away from your face. That was very enlightening. You certainly make some interesting friends, my godson. 
yes and he and with them and orla and the rest of my other companions we will never fail i certainly hope that that is the case i fear i sense there were uh, dark and dangerous times yet ahead for all of you for all of us and he takes the kyber shards from your hands and looks them over as for these I think I will be taking them from you and he removes all of the kyber shards from your bag and and with holding them all in one hand he well no he's not holding them all in one hand he's probably using mage hand to cause them all to levitate just above his hand while he rummages amongst his things and locates a very uh, about a medium sized chest which he then places on the top of his desk and you may want to stand back for this Jazz takes it. Step back. And Emrys knocks on top of the chest. And you see this ripple of energy pass through him and into the box. And the box opens. <laughs> Fang teeth. <laughs> Calm down, Cleophus. Calm yourself. I have something for you to hold. <laughs> and she's long tongue just lash out and lick all along itself. <laughs> Hungry. Yes, I have something for you to eat. Hold this for me. Till such a time as I have a moment to study it. Yes. <laughs> feed me feed me and Emrys rolls his eyes are you doing an arcana check on the box oh yeah I'll have to see what it is you recognize this as a mimic oh. but as a tamed mimic Cleophis Cleophis and the mimic calms his mouth open tongue lagging out good boy good open wide and the top flops open and he emerus causes all of the kyber shards to slowly fall into the mimic's mouth and each one uh, that enters the mimic's mouth, the door slams, or the, the box slams, <laughs> until all 20 kyber shards have been devoured by the mimic. And Emrys gently pats the mimic across the top of its head. Yes, that's a good Cleophis. Very good. Thank you. You will keep this safe for me. <laughs> yes. 
Yummy. And Emrys kind of just waves his hand in front of. Oh God, that is just disgusting. You are. Oh, we've got to work on that. An um, evil burp. <laughs> the worst burp. Um, since you are the closest to it, Jazz, go ahead and make a Constitution saving throw. For me. <laughs> Constitution save. Okay. The first is just the, the, is just the roll. That was just the a straight roll. Safe. You, for a moment, like have this moment of like where you you, you the, the smell reaches you and you lurch a little bit, but you hold it in, swallow it down. <laughs> that was Eva. And then he. Gently taps on the head of the mimic again, and the box goes quiet. And it's as if the tongue, the tongue disappears, and the teeth disappears, and it's as if it was never alive. And Emrys takes the box, opens a drawer at his desk, places the box in the drawer, and closes it. And then you hear a, almost like a lock being turned. Ah, that is, that will keep that safe. Uh, what else do you have inside of your bag that you would like for me to look at? There was the sword that Saif was trapped in. I do not use it because it is evil. It's, uh, it sucks, sucks the energy from things. I forget where it, what it was called. Um... Let me take a look and see if you have it on your character sheet at all. I don't think so. I, I never used it. Okay. You reach inside the bag uh, looking for that sword and you find it. But as you pull it out, you see that it has begun to rust. Uh, and the moment you pull it out, the rust begins to accumulate at a at a alarmingly fast rate until the sword itself just crumbles into dust and debris on the floor. And Emrys just sighs. Ah, I just swept, <laughs> and he waves a finger off past you, and a broom walks towards you <laughs> holding a dustpan <laughs> and sweeps <Arthur> style. <laughs> yeah and then sweeps the uh the debris into the dustpan carries the dustpan away <sighs> was there anything else you would like for me to look at I do not know. I don't think so. I think everything else is, that you have, if I'm, I'm looking at the bag properly, are think like the the beholder's eyes. You were planning on using those for your own experiments, mm -hmm. uh, but everything else is just magical items and potions and things. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. And Emrys nods. All right, all right. 
Well, that was fun. And then <laughs> Emrys looks at Kaladon and still sees the box that she's holding. Or sees the box she's still holding. That is a thing, Miss Kaladon. <laughs> yeah. It it sure is. I'll hand it to him. And he look at it. Most definitely has your name on it. And the seal for House Civis. You are definitely the most powerful archmage for discerning that. I'm sorry, I'm I'm nervous. Go ahead. It's all right. <laughs> And with uh, kind of a, a, a cheeky grin, uh, he opens it. Oh, this is... And he closes the box and hands it back to you without looking at it. That is very important. And um, it is coded to react only to you, I believe. Yeah, I believe so as well. Did you look at the um, dagger in there? Is there anything? I did see a dagger. Track about it. He takes the box again and takes a look at the dagger. And let's see. Arcana rule 25. He looks at it. There is magic here, but nothing to worry about. There, there's no arcane spells that are dangerous or uh, booby traps as you called it. Nothing like that. It is definitely an enchanted dagger. Um, if I had to guess, I would say lightning magic. Uh, mm. There are engravings here on the dagger itself. Let me take a look and he takes a closer look at the dagger. Hmm. Looks like a draconic. Let's see here. Yes. Wayfinder is what is carved on one side, and he gingerly kind of motions with his hands, and you hear kind of a as if the dagger is just flipped over. Elos. That name rings a bell. Yeah, he was sort of an independent contractor for the Andair branch of the circle. Ah, that is what I know him from. Yes, I once had him uh, 
take a set of basilisk bones and you see Milkshake turn around again and shake his <laughs> fist. Yes, those basilisk bones, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I once had him take the, uh, a set of basilisk bones uh, to a dear friend to be examined and purified. Um, he seemed a good fellow. How is he? Uh, as far as I know, he died when the circle was destroyed. But ah. this looks like maybe I was misinformed. Which then begs the question, how did he not get destroyed? Like, what? And uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to listen to the message. I'm just not ready yet. All right. Well, clearly he meant this for you. And he closes the box and he hands it back to you. Um, go ahead and make a insight check for me, Kaladon. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. Um, yeah, he, he, you don't sense anything off. You, he, he gives you a warm smile and it's very genuine. Thank you. Like, I hope that there are answers inside for you. I just thought I was done asking the question. I thought that I was done now, you know? In my experience, and I am quite old, so I might have a lot of that. Uh, just because you are done with the question, the question does not necessarily mean that the question is done with you. Some bullshit. I agree. <laughs> I have, I, I too have questions that I thought that I was done with. And yet, time and time again, the question reappears in some form or another, plaguing me. Such is, I believe, the experience of life, uh, more so for those of us who are longer lived than others. You ever get used to it? No, I'm afraid not. Life has a way of springing things on you most unexpectedly. Sometimes yeah. it's weeks until the question re-asks itself, sometimes years, sometimes a millennia or two. It is annoying in the best of times. But occasionally helpful. Still annoying. It's actually comforting to know that you have those same, you know, you experience the same thing, even with the level of power and experience that you have, it makes it feel less lonely. Oh, yes. It keeps me up at night, many nights. 
you have if you have seen me with my wife Vela, she is um she will tell you that I uh paced the floor many nights grappling with such questions. She loves me though, so she deals <laughs> with it. Bless her. Ah, your godmother is a saint, Jazz. <laughs> this I have seen. More so for loving me. <laughs> but yes, the questions, the important ones, are the ones that stick inside of you like a splinter. And as much as you might think you have pulled it out, there's always a sliver of it that remains. Digging deeper. Laying dormant for a while, but the, uh, it flares up. Sometimes remind just to remind you that it is there. Others to cause infection that changes you. It affects you in ways you cannot yet comprehend. It sucks. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it does suck. But sometimes in those questions we find purpose. You seem to me like someone who thrives on purpose. So maybe this will not be so bad for you. Or gods forbid it is bad enough to set you on a completely different purpose. I don't know. I have a feeling you will, though. I have that feeling, too. I'm fortunate to be surrounded by people who are and supportive and that makes it a little less scary. Good. If nothing else, you can rely on your friends. I know that my friends have helped me through quite a bit. He turns to Jazz. Your parents have seen me through quite a few interesting times in my life. <laughs> For people who are of such a young age in comparison to myself, they are very wise. Hmm. Yes. But I shall not keep you. I am certain that you all have things to get to and you are quite tired and possibly hungry after your journey. So please avail yourself to whatever you need. I am always here if you have any other questions or need anything else. Please feel free to ask. Thank you for lightening our load, as it were, and uh, confirming that Jazz is in good hands. Indeed. It is my 
distinct pleasure and fatherly responsibility if I ever had one. And he takes you by the shoulders, Jazz, and just like thrusts you into his arms and gives you this like bear crushing hug. You take care of yourself. And take care of all of them. Okay? Eh? <laughs> this would be easy. Good. And he kisses you atop your forehead, places you like a good like half an arm's length apart, slaps you on the back. Good. Because if you do not, then I'm the one who has to tell your parents what happened to you. I do not want to have to be the one to do that. And if it is so, I will have Desdemona raise you from the ground, raise you from the grave, so that I may slap the shit out of you myself. Eh? And do not yes. think that your mother and father will not want a piece of that. <laughs> there will be a line of people out of this door waiting to slap the shit out of you. I'm sure your party will be included in that. Hmm? Yes. If they have not slapped you already, which <laughs> something tells me someone might have. They may try, but I am quick. <laughs> Emerson taps you lightly across the face. Yes, but you have such a soft face. <laughs> it's ready to be slapped. I will not slap you today, but someday. <laughs> someday you will drive me to slap you. <laughs> he looks at all of the rest of you well <clears throat> yes as always I am here in the tower or roaming about doing something researching, reading teaching this little one and you can see now that Aya and uh, Milkshake are now deep in the throes of sparring, trading blows, blocks, kicks, uh, jumping through the air at each other at, at an impressively high speed. And you just hear, No! Almost got! Ow! Ow! An occasional, as blows, as she lands blows on Milkshake, but because he's fluff and beads inside, <laughs> he's a squishy. <laughs> and Milkshake's just like not even slowing down as he gets hit. Just he just keeps going, and he's very much like almost like has this like Wing Chun, Donnie Yen, Ip Man uh, yeah. flurry of just those punches. <laughs> and he's just. Uh, Aya is doing her best to block as many of them as she can and she like goes in for a sweep and he flips over her and just like elbows her atop the head ow and she just, like rushes at him yes um, and they will of course continue to train because you know I don't have anything to teach her per her father's wishes no she will also learn the martial arts which could be good for her. Could you imagine if she were to ever combine the two? 
Oh, I was capitalized on this. And he takes out a notebook and begins to like scribble in it and is like now muttering to himself, what are the chances of the possibility of a roundhouse kick that releases a flaming bolt? Yes, we must look more into this. I will this. want to see that notebook when you are finished. And he looks up. I do not think you have the predisposition for this kind of magic, but I would be willing to share my notes with you. Anything is possible. You do, however, you do, of course, have a battalion of spirit goblins and a living sword inside of you. So what do I know? <laughs> I am just a 4,000 year old wizard. <laughs> who has seen more things in this world than most. But, as I am learning and have been learning for all of my life, there is always something new to learn. Best piece of advice I can give you, my godchild. Best piece of advice I can give to all of you. There is always something new. This, I believe. This is truth. Now get out of here already. Go eat, please. <laughs> you are starving. Or well, I assume you are starving. Come all this way. Go, get something to eat. Get some rest, okay? And Idris gets up and... Or Dekos gets up. And kind of gives an awkward bow. And wanders out of the door uh, that Carrera is standing near and Carrera as he passes by like jumps up and gives Dekos a high five as Dekos vanishes through the door <laughs> Jazz go ahead Jazz bows and Saif pops out the in the inflamed tongue and does what looks like a sword bow and just and points down and then he uh, uh, goes over to Orla and she what do you do babe? Uh, she's <laughs> her mouth's full <laughs> <laughs> she just waves goodbye <laughs> Emerson waves by his smile widening hopefully you'll make an honest woman of that one soon <laughs> i would like to be invited to the wedding whether <laughs> i'm invited or not i will show up <laughs> <laughs> make it happen before i grow old and die <laughs> Yes, we, and then Jazz is like, <laughs> noted. And he just <laughs> you all vanish through the door. Cool. All right. So as you all reappear in the courtyard, uh, let's go ahead and take a 10-minute break. Okay. Dope. And then reconvene uh, and, uh, you know, for bathrooms and 
all that stuff. <laughs> and uh, reconvene in 10 minutes. Yeah? Oh, that sounds, sounds, good. sounds cool. Thank you, Ted. Sweet. We'll be right back after a brief word from no one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we're back from our break. We've all gotten refreshed and beverages and what have you. So, <clears throat> as you exit Emerson's Tower, uh, you now stand in courtyard um Dacos, uh feeling the weight of the last couple of days turns to you all i am going to go and find my fiance and um get some rest i am exhausted and i will leave you to whatever it is that you all are going to do Take care. And he kind of gives you an awkward thumbs up and walks off uh, to the main castle. Excuse me. To look for Clara. What would the rest of you like to do? Do we have lodgings here? That I you can do. Have? Should we go ahead and take a rest, everyone? I mean, I don't think we've wasted any HP or anything, but... You, no, have, you you have not rested since you've, you've short rested since the uh, battle with the sorrow sworn, but you have not yet taken a long rest since then. Okay, then yeah, uh, we should take a Yeah, I think that's about about on time. All right, so you all venture to the quarters that have been set aside for you. Carrera, very very enthusiastically, uh, walks you all to your quarters um and they you guys have a good night and um rest well and uh i don't know if you're hungry there's food in the kitchen and in the dining hall and um yeah i love you guys see you later <laughs> patters off just the coolest kid. <laughs> um, I don't know what everybody else is going to do, but I'm going to open this box, I guess. Okay. The box. What's right. in the box? Katie, What's you, in the box? You take a seat on your, or, or are you going to take a seat or are you going to do the standing? How, how, how do you want to do that? I, I, will, I, will, I will let you describe how you open your box. Okay, well, first, um, I'm going to go into my room and shut the door and kind mm -hmm. of do some breathing exercises because I, I don't want to do this. But okay. Emrys was very convincing and supportive, and I know that I have to. It's only going to stay here for me to do if I don't do it right now. Sure. Um, so I will sit on the bed and do uh, kind of a lotus position. And uh, then I will open the box and remove the orb. <clears throat> you remove the orb. And it's not a, a large orb. It's about the size of one of those, uh, one of those eight ball toys. Toys. Uh, those are fortune-telling devices. Those eight, yes, those <laughs> eight ball fortune, those arcane fortune-telling devices. No, yeah, it is eight balls. Let's tell the truth all the time. Okay. All the time. 
um, except it is a very like cold blue color. Um, it swirls with a, a what could be misconstrued as either a lighter blue or even a white within the blue. You can't tell if the blue is the glass or the blue is the magic within it. But the moment you put your hands on the orb, it begins to glow. It's a soft, pulsing glow that is warm and is almost gentle. And as you hold this object in your hands, uh, the glow shines outward and coalescing, coalescing in front of you is the hologram of a very tall, pale elf with dark eyes, long hair that is shaved on the sides and put up in a wolf tail, very angular and severe lines and you recognize that cheeky grin as Elos. He smiles at you, and for the first time that you've seen from this man, his eyes are very sad. My dear Katie, if you are seeing this, then I am most certainly dead. As this message getting to you is linked to my very life force as it is seen through the weave. For that, I am truly sorry. It's a shit way to tell you that I'm dead, but it's the only way I have now. I hope that of the unforgivable things I put you through, that you can forgive me the easiest for this. He closes his eyes for a moment, takes a deep breath, and then nervously looks around him. I don't have much time, and there is much that I have to explain to you. Let me start out by saying to you that I am sorry. I am so very sorry. I have deceived you thricely. As much as it pains me, I know that I didn't bear it long, as my death is certain and approaching fast. And he shakes his head. You can kind of see this, this, this moment of him being annoyed with himself, but he regains his composure, his eyes are pained and sad, but they are determined. There is a council of seven. Seven people of all manner of creed hiding in plain sight within the circle. Double agents all for the Church of the Silver Flame. Every single one. It was they who helped organize and orchestrate the attacks on the circle agencies around the world. They made it possible for that fuckwit Lord Knight Commander Paladin Reinhardt to attack and murder Arkan Samara and burn the Order to ashes. The question I'm sure that you are asking yourself is how could I possibly know that? How could I be sure? You're a smart girl. In the time it's taken me to get this far in, I'm certain you've already worked it out. He takes a pause and takes a brief deep breath. And Katie, he it's almost as if he's looking directly at you. 
His eyes are piercing yours. That's right, love. I'm one of the seven. Deception number one, I'm afraid. <coughs> this fucker. They picked us from a group of elite infiltrators and molded us into perfect, or at least as perfect as they could make us spies and saboteurs. It was our mission to provide as much information to the Inquisition as possible so that when the time came, they would know exactly how and where to hit. It would be surgical and it would be fatal. They had us convinced that the circle was corrupted and that there was no way to save it. Had us convinced that what we were doing, what we did, was for Eberron's sake. And it is for the first time, as you look at this holographic image of him, that you see his face become fearful. This man, this bold elf that you've known for many years that you've loved has never shown you fear until now we were all deceived i don't know what i saw that day but it wasn't right we reported to flame keep once a month and received orders and the like just before the last time i saw you I visited the Flame Keep, got my orders, and had some questions for Paladin Reinhardt concerning just one of the assignments I had concerns about. I found him in the great room, the one where the great flame is kept, and he was talking to it, confiding in it. I simply took it for praying and waited for him to finish, but then the flame spoke back. His eyes, you can see his eyes, Katie, become even more fearful and confused, almost as if he's second-guessing what he's, what, he's what he's seen as he's recounting it. It, was a, it spoke in a voice that was unnatural, in a language that was strange and felt wrong to me. And that's when I saw it shadow weaving itself out of the flame like some sort of serpent like it was trying to get out but the flames were still licking it back and holding it in and the paladin was answering it talking about plans to eradicate the circle and destroy the archon and the triad he called it master and great shadow and it seemed to grow as the paladin was and you can see him now screwing his face up in disgust Worshipping it. He said that he would make sure that he would free it, and that the Hands of Dust had reported back that everything was ready and that their time would come. I didn't know what else to do. I hightailed it out of there, disgusted at myself and at the Paladin for falling in line. He takes a deep breath. He closes his eyes for a moment. That brings me to deception number two. I broke things off this last time to send you away. I knew exactly what it would do. I counted on it. I didn't want you anywhere near this. I don't want you hurt. I don't want you safe. I mean, I want you safe. You put yourself in enough danger helping those kids from Mother Lavia at the temple, and I... I... And he pauses, 
closing his eyes as if to steal himself for what he's about to say next. He takes a deep breath. I need you safe. I need you alive. And that's what brings me to deception number three. He smiles. There's pain in his face, but there's also hope there. I am, against all reason and good judgment, desperately in love with you. You can just barely make out the tears running down his face as he speaks now. His voice is wavering, quivering with emotion. All of those times I treated you more like a passing fling or I pushed you away. I was trying so hard to spare you from me. I am a horrible person who has done things to help make all of this happen. And I am sorry. I never meant for you to get tangled up with me. There's nothing to be done for that now. It's coming. The Paladin's Herald, some man called Durastorin, is coming tomorrow, and he's supposed to set this strike into motion. I'm going to try to stop him, to kill him if I can. But if you're seeing this, that means that I failed to kill him, or I did kill him and something else killed me. Either way, it can't begin to make up for what I've done. But I think... I hope it's a start. Desi should have received a dagger with this message disc. Message orb. Take it and open the compartment at the pommel. You know the one. And he sits there, stands there now, kind of waiting. The image is kind of wavering and he's staring at you as waiting for you to do something. Uh, I pick up the dagger and open it. The pommel. A small roll of parchment slides out and into your hand. You unroll the parchment, and his name, along with a list of six other names, are written there in careful handwriting. The message seems to read that you've done what he's asked. This is a list of the other six double agents involved in the strike. I don't know their current locations, but I assume that they're all still alive. They are supposed to be a planned escape route for the seven of us to ensure our escape and survival. I ask you to find them. Make them tell you what they know and make them pay for it. And there's a knock at the door near him. And the muffled intelligible <laughs> Ellis looks on in that direction and starts, hang on a tick. I've got to go, love. Make them pay. Avenge all of us. Stop whatever it is the Lord Paladin and that shadow are planning. He stops and stares. Startles for a moment, only as if they're just realizing that the tears falling from his face he wipes them away with the fingers from one hand and then stares at the fingers for a moment he sighs at them and then gives them a sad but wide smile that's the smile that you fell in love with I love you Katie and I'm sorry and the message winks out 
on that parchment, there are, and I will put this into your journal uh, soon, are seven names. Julius Lightfoot, Shima DeCaneth, Oberon de Orion, Elos Val Illyrian, Lorian Trollweaver, Kylan Clawborn, and Westland Brightmoon. I got like five of those. I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I'll go ahead and put those into uh, your journal uh, within the thingy. The orb in your hand goes cold. Um, as the message is spent. There, there are tears streaming down her face and kind of this boiling, like, anger that she had been working so hard manage and she just hurls the sphere at at the wall hoping to break it go ahead and make an athletics check for me athletics okay actually you know what no uh you're a monk so go ahead and use your um just make a um and you're at you're a pissed off monk right now so I'm going to go ahead and have you make a uh, unarmed strike with advantage. Okay. Oh, damn. 26. <laughs> 20, double 26s. You throw the orb against the wall. And the orb catches this, like, really, really, like, almost beautiful spin. And it shatters against the wall. The, what little magic was in there, or still left, kind of whisks out. And you hear your name in his voice as an echo, as that wisp escapes and dissipates into the air. Um, I get off the bed and um, I go looking for Des. You find Des sitting meditating in that uh that garden area that you are all in earlier when you all arrived she's sitting under a tree cross-legged but she senses you and opens her eyes as you walk out near her she takes a look at you and let me just see Come on, D&D Beyond, load faster. <laughs> Fine, you rat bastard. I'll do it myself. Oh, there it is. 
Oh, nope, it's taking its time again. There she is. And as soon as I load her page. Come on, Des. There we go. All right. All right. 21. Um, are you making any attempt at all to conceal your emotions? No, I'm kind of stomping up to her with bald fists. <laughs> and Dez kind of looks at you what has happened did you know about this and I will in one hand shove the like crumpled list of names out to her and in the other the like two pieces of Alos's dagger she takes the dagger it's the dagger that was in the box that I gave you and yes then she takes the paper and unfolds it. Who are these people? Double agents in the circle. They are, they were the architects of the slaughter. According to Elos, he was one of them and then Des. had a change of heart or something too late. Dez's eyes go wide. He, she looks at the list. She looks back at you and then back to the list. I knew nothing of this. Is that what was on the message orb? Yes, and some like other stuff, but mostly that. She stares at the list of names. I know a couple of these names. Do I know any of the names on there? Let Besides me take, Let me take a look at the names again. Do, 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 do. The name Clawborn is familiar to you. The Kenneth um, you know of their house, uh, as well as Dorian, uh, they are uh, both two very, very powerful dragon-marked houses. Uh, the rest of them you've never seen before outside of Alos. But the Clawborn some for some reason jumps out at you. I know enough names to know that this has this has to be true. And I don't know if I can hold all of this and I like start crying and I'll fall into her for a hug. And she, Des will catch you and like pull you in, and she will. She's in shock uh, at at what you've just revealed to her, and she will rub your back. But she is also just kind of now numb, 
with this information. Because as well, you knew she knew Elos as well. And this is as this is as as, as this is hurtful to her. Like, and you can feel the pain radi- off, radiating off of her as much as she can feel it radi- off, radiating off of you. And so you, the two of you are just silently holding on to one another as you, well, you less silently as you're crying into her. Uh, and she's just, I am so sorry. We have to do something about this. We have to fix this. And you can feel, uh, you feel Des nodding against you. I agree. I absolutely agree. I'm sorry I got snot on your gi. It's okay. It's okay be the first time it's true and she like pushes you away but like keeps you in her hands at least and looks at you what else did he say oh my god um well the important parts are um that he was a double agent and that there were six other people and that they had an escape route insured by the silver flame. So they're probably, they're they're still alive. They should still be alive and we can find them. Um, Also, he had come upon uh, Paladin Reinhardt in communion with the silver flame and he thought it was prayer but then he saw this like serpentine shadow come out uh, kind of and he called it um, master and uh, the great shadow like a like a title I don't know what that is I don't know what it means it's not something I've ever heard of and let's see does roll history. She rolls a 15. Great shadow. That sounds familiar. He said it came up from the f- silver flame? Yeah. That is very concerning. It might In also... fairness, it does jive with what Pilot told us about a corruption in the silver flame and what drove her to leave and join us. Oh my. This is very concerning and might explain more than we initially perceived. Does I committed my service to the to the king and we're meant to be leaving for a secret island nation that we all thought was no longer existing um and that's I've committed to to doing that what what 
can we do to make sure that this isn't... Can you investigate a little bit before I go, you know, murder some traitors? Des nods. Uh, give me a second here. She takes a, a, her, from her pack that's just next to her, takes a pad and a pen and writes the six names down, uh, trying to copy them as uh, accurately as she can. I'm going to give this to Velar. If anyone will know how to track these people down, it will be her. I trust her with my life. We'll get to the bottom of this, Katie. I swear it. We will get to the bottom of this. Thank you. And let's see. With a 28 insight roll, uh, go ahead and roll deception for me, Katie. Okie that's not going to go well. It could have gone worse. <laughs> she can still see right through me with a 13. Yes, she can. <laughs> uh, she raises an eyebrow. That wasn't all he told you, was it? No, but the rest doesn't matter. It matters too to late. you. I can see it. Tell me what he told you. He did that thing that idiot guys do where they play you and then tell you it was for your own good, but that they really loved you the whole time. But <laughs> oh, I mean, I was still, I was still fucking played. You know what I mean? <sighs> Katie, I'm so sorry. Oh, by the mothers, what a mind fuck. I can't even wish him dead because he is already, idiot. And yet you love him still. I yeah. can see it. The vengeance you take is not just for the circle. It's not just for you. I mean, he may have been an idiot, but he was my idiot. <laughs> okay. I just, I have a lot of feelings right now, and I'm going to meditate about it. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to drink about it. So, like, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. I'll figure it out. I worry about you. You are my student. You are my apprentice. And you are my friend. Fairly certain I'm entitled to at least some worry. As you have so much going on, I'm I'm grateful for you in my life. And that's why I came straight to you. But Shiro is in the middle of recovery. He relies upon you to support him. So trust that my companions will support me. And of course I do. We can do this together. I wholeheartedly believe in you. You know that. 
And I'm very glad. I had some concern initially. And I'm very glad that at the very least, you can be honest with yourself about your feelings. That concern's not completely unwarranted, but I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs) And she cracks a bit of a smile and you see her kind of shake with the echoes of a chuckle. That's fair. All I ask is that you continue to try. Don't I can worry. continue to try. We will get to the bottom of this. And we will... We will right the wrongs. We will right all of them. She looks at her copy of the list again. And you can see there is an intensity in her eyes that you have not quite seen before in her. Go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. What? You? (laughs) Hey, natural 20. Nice. (laughs) You push back the wave of fear that you felt looking at her. You've never seen her this upset. The Des that you've known is passionate, but she's always serene. She's always kind. She's always compassionate and loving. This, what you are seeing now in her eyes, is a simmering rage. It is calm. I know that look, Des. (laughs) It is calm. It is contained but it is rage. It is the rage of a being that wants desperately to lash out, but knows the danger of that. Yes. She takes hey, do you want to f- like beat each other up a little bit? You know, like a quick little spar, get some of that out. She gives you a a sly smile. (laughs) As much as that appeals to me in this moment, I don't think that would be a good idea. I might hurt you. Already hurt. So why would I want to exacerbate that? And she pulls you in. Because if you relocate the pain. (laughs) She she pulls you in for another hug. And holds you tightly. Against her. (sighs) By Mishakal's grace, we will get through this. By Mishakal's grace. She pulls away and she takes the her copy of the list and I am going to go and talk to Valar. See what she can tell me or what she can have her people find out. I 
think that you should go and talk to your party. Talk to the agents. See where they stand. Okay. We will reconvene later. That's a promise. She takes your head in her hands and kisses you on the forehead and stands up and walks away. Doesn't even bother like brushing herself off. There is a determination to her stride that is almost frightening. Like her footsteps are heavy as she leaves the garden and turns to the stairwell. You are left alone in the garden, holding your copy of the list and Elos's knife. I'm going to put it back together with the note inside of it. And it is a beautiful knife. It is a curved elven dagger. The blade itself is about the length of your forearm. And the hilt is made, it looks like, of a beautiful uh, dragon-scaled pearl. Like it is, it is a gorgeous weapon, clearly used for killing, but it is beautiful in its craftsmanship. Does it have a sheath? It does. Or is it just the blade? The sheath. Is, the sheath is. It is currently sheathed. Uh, well, I'm gonna attach that to my belt. This is my dagger now. And then I'm going to go look for a page or other employee to sweep up all of the broken glass in my room. <laughs> it doesn't take you long to find one of the attendants. Um, who... Yes, uh, Miss uh, Kayla Dunn, is it? It is. I'm in suite 116 and there's a bit of a mess. <laughs> if you could just... Just quickly take a look in there, and if you wouldn't mind bringing also like a bottle of whiskey into that room, that oh. would be super duper. Sure. Um, is, is there a particular whiskey that you are, 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 are desiring? Um, Honestly, my man, whatever does the job. Something strong, then. I yes, think I can. I think I can work something out. I will, uh, I'll get Sweet 116, yes? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. It's not a hotel, but you know where I am. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> and he kind of bows to you and then kind of putters off in the direction of your, of your room. Is the rest of the party all asleep right now? Or are they, what are they I doing? don't know, the rest of the party. Are you all asleep right now? <laughs> Uh, Jazz and Orla are asleep, probably. <laughs> okay, and Lucius? Uh, settled in for the night, but I doubt he's asleep yet. And what about you, Ash? Yeah, Ash is in his room, meditating. And... I mean, smoking. <laughs> you, you know, we all uh, meditate in out. different ways. <laughs> he's he's finding his zen somewhere. 
<laughs> he's of the plants. He's of the plants. He's being one with the land. One, one with the with land. The land. So what about you, Ozma? What are you What are you doing in your? Um, Ozma is uh, sharpening her daggers and sipping from a rather large pint of uh, of beer. <laughs> and so a quiet evening in for her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Dekos is with Clara, um, doing who knows what. <laughs> I think we know. We don't want to know. Pilot is still being debriefed by Shiro. Although I have a feeling that that will be interrupted soon. Um, well, the first person I'm going to start with is Lucius. Okay. So you go up to Lucius's room and. I knock on the door. Yes. Hey, you up? Not in a sexual way. I have a question for you. <laughs> that okay? Um. Um. So we haven't like always seen eye to eye on a bunch of stuff, but you are without question, one of the most morally centered people in this outfit. <laughs> and I need help. And Des sent me, she, she recommended that I tell a party what's going on. And then I will fill Lucius in on like the whole spiel. Okay. So Lucius, he tells you all about the message, uh, the list of names, and uh, all of that good, hot stuff. Do I recognize anyone on that list? You recognize the name Clawborn right away. Okay. Is that uh, Triss's last name? Yeah. Yep. Yes. You, you, oh, recognize, <laughs> you recognize the name uh, as being the man that for years Tristan Tristiana believed was her father. Now, and I cannot emphasize this enough, he is not actually her father, but that is her association with him. He still raised her. Indeed. Well, what do you recommend that we do? We're engaged with the king to go to the Battle of the Bards. This, this is so important. I have engaged Des to like help a little. Um, she's taking this to Valar and probably get some information that way. I don't, what do you think we should do? Well, I... Uh... We are at this point uh, beholden to two masters, unfortunately. I... I feel that 
any information we could get from the king regarding these names could only help us. However, I am loath to turn over something this sensitive regarding the circle. As much as she is my king, I would hate to compromise the circle further as it's already so fractured. Well, we should take it to the rest of the party. Absolutely. I suppose my question, my question is, do we let them sleep or do we do this now? I would suggest we try to round up as many as we can now. Okay, lead on. Let's uh, uh, just start cycling through. Okay, who do you go after first? Oh, probably Jazz and Orla. All right. Uh, you approach Jazz and Orla's door and knock. <clears throat> Who's there? What's Hello. that? Hello. Uh, it's your best monk friend and also, you know, Lucius. And oh. the other one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and And so we'll go in and tell him everything. Jazz and Orla are still in the bed, like still in the bed. (laughs) So yeah, they fill you in on everything that they have learned regarding Elos and the Circle and the Council of Seven. seems we have some direction. At least we see, it seems we know what happened. I must say, even for you, Jazz, that is some impressive bright siding. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz, you take a look at the uh, the note, the the list. There's a name on that list you recognize. Julius Lightfoot. You don't necessarily know him, know him, but you know of his family. And remembered his family held some prominence in Zendrick. I recognize this one. Lightfoot. Julius. Belong to a prominent family in Sandbrick. Which is where your parents are currently, are they not? Yes, and it is where they are from. Well, I don't no, know you, if they are there. They are your, with, your, parents, um, your parents are currently in the Feywild, as far as you they know. Still, they still are. Okay, sorry. They are still in the Feywild, but that is where my mother is from. That is where my father met my mother. A lot of his expeditions were in Zendrick. I spent a lot of time there growing up. 
any information you can provide us about the family that that comes to you? Let me see. Let me do a history. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead and roll history. Is that me? Where's mine? Yep. Uh, you rolled a six. There we go. Ah. Outside of them being of wealth and prominence, you remember nothing. Oh, it is foggy. They are just really wealthy, really powerful. And they are... You do remember off the top of your head that they were in the... That they were of prominence in the city of Stormreach. I think they are based in Stormreach. But besides this, I remember nothing. What could we do with this information? Could we... It seems... The damage of their plan has already been done. Their blow has been struck. I don't know what is available to us beyond revenge. Isn't that enough? It's that is a lot. A place to start. That is a lot. But we are also tasked by a queen. Sure, but here's the issue. It's less about what the seven did to the circle, although that sucks, and more about there is some kind of evil force in the silver flame that is pulling the puppet strings on all of these incredibly destructive events. We can't have that continue to happen, even if everybody we know and love is dead. I mean, everybody I know is, it's fine. Um, <laughs> for, so, I mean, we can't ignore that. And in fairness, we haven't gone to King Ashara and told her this yet. Maybe that is our next step, is... The, the more I think about it, the more I believe that that is the right step. With the circle as fractured as it is currently... The Church of the Silver Flame is inarguably the largest network left within the continent, and the damage that this group or this entity that is, as you say, at the center pulling the strings could wreak is incalculable. I wonder, and maybe this is just paranoia brain the raven queen told us about vecna subsuming worlds and all of their knowledge do we think this is related certainly possible it's definitely worth running it by kai as well mm, yeah we're also supposed to be going to the silver city to um, reclaim that for the Raven Queen. Why can't it just be like one thing at a time? Why does it have to be all of the things? 
All at once, yes, I agree. But I think... I think the larger strategy that it sounds like we're all at least hinting at in one way, shape, or form is that we need to try and bind back together what allies we do have. This is just so much larger than, frankly, what we can hope to deal with merely by ourselves. This is true. I was lucky that we survived the initial attack as it is. Absolutely. would survive a second. for sure we'll need assistance. Okay, let's let's see if anybody else is up. No, no, Jazz, you stay in bed. That's clearly important. We'll bring other people here. <laughs> at least four more hours. At least. Not that late, is it? Jeez. Um, I'll go get Ozma. It's still, it's still like, I'd say mid-afternoon. But you all have been through. You all have been through so much that you all are (laughs) tired. (laughs) Been on the road. This is bullshit. Yeah. (laughs) Never get a good night's sleep around here. (laughs) I'll go grab Ash. We'll meet back up here. Perfect. All right. So, uh, Luke, while you go and or Lucius, while you go and get Ash, uh, Kaladin. Who are you going after next? Ozma. Ozma. All right. So you find Ozma's room and you knock on her door. Come on, it's open. <laughs> Push the door open. Hey, so I know you've had some super duper trauma about like your mom and stuff. Do you want to be distracted from that by some different terrible shit? Say no more. I'm down. (laughs) I'm down. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) What is it? What is it this time? Undead? (laughs) Spirit realm? Like, I really like that thing with the ghost horses that we were doing not too long ago. That was pretty cool. Like, well, what what are we doing? Uh, well, come to the debriefing room, known as Jazz and Orla's room. It doesn't smell like they had sex. Don't worry. And um, I was worried. And, you can see on my face. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I honestly believe that they haven't like consummated. You know. Oh <laughs> really? That's that's so cute. I think it's sweet that they're waiting, but like they could die any minute. They should really just. <laughs> and yeah, wouldn't that like make it like super romantic too? Like this could be our very yeah. last night. <laughs> Just like fires in the background and like yeah. slow violin music. But you know, I'm gonna respect their boundaries or whatever. But between you and me, they're not fucking. Oh, girl, we're on the same page. <laughs> oh they ain't <God>. fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Agents of the Circle is rated NC. Um, <laughs> Parental discretion is advised. Of, of Agents of the Circle brought to you by Grease 2. Mm. <laughs> Grease is the indeed. word. In, indeed. It is certainly a nice word. Reference. the word. <laughs> it is certainly a word. <laughs> it's the word. Parental discretion is explicitly advised. Um, 
Agents of the Circle after dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's after midnight. Uh, All bets are off. <laughs> I know. It's after midnight. We got no choice. We got no choice. Um, so Ozma puts down her daggers and basically, like, leaps over the uh, table that she was sitting at. It's like, let's do this. All right. All right. I will, with much less energy... Direct her back to Jazz's room. Awesome's <laughs> walking with like a spring in her step. So <laughs> don't not... want to think about my trauma. Don't want to <laughs> think about my trauma. So not very God, long. Is Ozma me? Ozma <laughs> <laughs> is yeah. all of us right now. To be this honest, this is this is getting really, really too close to home right now. Anyway, back to the game. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Jazz and uh, and Orla, a few minutes after uh, Lucius and uh, Katie leave your room, Katie returns with Ozma in tow. A uh, w- Would it be safe to say that Ozma is slightly tipsy, given that she's had some beers? Absolutely. Yeah, slightly tipsy. Ab- absolutely. Slightly tipsy Ozma in tow, uh, looking <laughs> much more cheerful than expected. <laughs> And um, Lucius is getting ash, so just, yeah. just hang tight. So, Lucius, uh, you are heading towards Ash's room. And I assume you knock on his door. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Master Ash, I hate to interrupt your uh, meditations, but uh, we're having sort of a team meeting um, <clears throat> in the parlance of our time, new shit has come to light. <laughs> <laughs> new shit! New shit! New shit! <laughs> oh my god. 97! 97! 97! That doesn't sound good. Well, no, it certainly presents us with some additional challenges. However, also the opportunity for some revenge. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> served cold, served cold, served cold. <laughs> and oh, you yeah. can hear Mab perk up. You can feel Mab perk up in your head. Revenge, he says. Ooh, this is a side of the right one I've not seen before. <sighs> Mm, yeah, Re- revenge against two. Well, <laughs> the people that put us in this particular broken predicament we're in right now. You you mean the destruction of the circle? Yes, amongst other things. Mm. All right. Yeah. Let's. Uh, are we talking about this somewhere, or what's going on? Yes, yes. Evidently, uh, base camp is Jazz and Orla's bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, and as you stand and begin walking with Lucius, uh, Mab pipes up in your head. Oh, I do hope we get to watch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ash thinks they don't do anything. They just. <laughs> Go to sleep or meditate, like 
Oh, well, that's quite a shame. I the crochet match, matching pajamas. Two two young looking, <laughs> young looking being mortals such as they. Oh, that's that's sad. <laughs> oh have like a bunch of board games. <laughs> yeah, like puzzles. And you can you can just feel like you've got this long dead disembodied spirit uh, in your head, uh, and for the first time in a while, you feel that she clearly has needs that are not fulfillable as a disembodied <laughs> spirit, and her disappointment is palpable. Uh, shivers. <laughs> I'm going to have to read her some, like, Danielle Steele. That would be sad. You don't don't have a real uh, sense of how long she's been this way, but you can guess that it's been a while. (laughs) And she's just like... So you all enter Jazz's room. Um, so the only people missing at this point in time are Dekos, Pilot, and uh, Kai. We should get Dekos and probably Kai. Yep. Okay. I'll go uh, get Kai. Frankly, we should get Pilot as well. Uh, she's going to be the one that's that's got the best shot of of knowing who these folks might be connected to. Sure, but if she's debriefing, I don't want to. I don't have the authority to break that up. You know what I mean? Oh, true. Maybe you do. Maybe you could. I'll, if you I'll, and Dacos go, I'll I'll give it a shot. Okay. All right. So who's going after who now? I'm going to go get Kai. All right. And then we will swing back here. All right. So you find Kai's room uh, and uh, you knock on the door and you hear, uh, you may enter. Buddy, Uh, this is how I enter everyone's room is just cautiously like I'm approaching a wild animal. Apparently I'm sorry. I'm stressed out. Um, And Kai sitting in like a meditative position on the bed kind of looks up. Uh, Oh, hi. What's going on? Um, We have a bit of distressing information. You know, that box that King Ashara gave me. Yeah. The one that you were more than a little bit stressed out about. Yeah, I was right to be stressed out. There was some um, world-changing information inside of it. And I got um, the rest of our group together in um, Jazz's room. They have snacks, and also they're playing the game of life and candy. So we're going to you know, meet up in there and kind of hatch a plan. So if uh, we would like it, if you would uh, join us and um, maybe you have some insight. Sure. Uh, and he gets up off the bed and begins walking with you. Is there a reason? And he's closing the door behind him. Is there a reason why that you all chose Jazz's room? Is it because of the game of life and the snacks? 
or could that have been gotten anywhere? Well, my concern is that it's pretty sensitive information. And ah. and I don't want to it's not a dining hall discussion, if you know what I mean. Gotcha. So based and, on are you sure where we're not interrupting anything? Oh, I'm very sure. Oh. <laughs> that's a shame. Um you know, not, <laughs> a, not everyone <laughs> not everyone is as lucky to be um, married to two women like you are and have a, such a thriving romantic life. I mean we all aspire to it. But, as, uh, as we're not all see, there yet. Adha has not come out of the ring. She's very much still asleep, uh, which is why I was meditating. But yes, let's let's go to Jazzy's room. <laughs> cool. Not... Um, I'll stop a page and be like, "Hey, we need some uh, salty snacks. Do you have like pretzels or hmm? what pretzels? Um, we we have uh, see pretzels. Um, we have uh, fried." Potato crisps. Um, <laughs> we have fruit, fruits, uh, and cheeses, and 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 uh, you, you're looking for uh, uh, snack-like things to nourish on. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, like you know that I can eat with my fingers. Don't make too much of a mess, unless you have those like puffed air cheesy ball things. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. We 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 did have them. Um, we have run out, unfortunately. Um, but was it Young Carrera, because I bet it was. Okay. It might have been. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he does love them so. Anyways, uh, yeah, we're we'll be up in uh, that corner room that you set aside for the. Um, oh, for the human for and marriage elf couple. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're they're, yeah. they're adorable. We won't be interrupting anything, will we? Um, <laughs> just the eating of snacks and we're, we're really supplementing what's going on in there right now oh. it's not weird shit i promise uh, all, all right if you're certain i mean what you all get up to is completely up to you i i, I no judgment I, I i you know what i'm just gonna go get the snacks and i will bring them Great. to the room yes Thanks, I, buddy. I, as, 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 yes of course and Paige kind of runs off very nervously <laughs> Oh, hey, oh, hey, can you bring, like, a pony keg? We need, like, a pony keg of, like, ale. Of ale. A pony. Sure. Yeah. And then, like, some some non-alcoholic beverages for, you know, whoever's... Soft water and juice and maybe tea. Coffee, sure. yeah. maybe. You know, I trust you. Make it, Do your best. Make your best decisions. All right. I'll, 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 I'll have, Ooh, I'll have a I'll have people A that. that would be good. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Sure. Okay. And now he's like pulled out a notepad and is like jotting these things down as fast as he can. Very nervous. Cheese, sherry, um, a, a beer, a pony keg, of beer. What's a pony keg? I, I'm sure someone knows. Um, snacks, uh, cheeses, chips. Um, no, we were out of the puff balls. So just fruit. Yes, no problem. And he runs off. And Sorry about that. I just feel like it's going to be a, a like a long discussion. So, <laughs> and Kai, no, it's sure. I guess. I mean, if I'm honest, I'm also a little famished, so I could definitely use something to eat. Um, so, yeah, that was that was that was a great choice. So you all Excellent. walk into the room, uh, Lucius. Uh, you are also on a mission. Yes. 
Yes, going to try to uh, swoop up Dacos and then see if I can grab Pilot out of the briefing uh, with Shiro. Okay, grabbing Dacos first then? Yep. Uh, so, uh, as you you knock on Dacos's door, huh? <clears throat> uh, uh, yeah? Sorry to interrupt. We have some rather pressing business. And you hear Clara's voice uh, to the door. Can the business wait a, a few moments? <laughs> Tell you what. Take the time you need, but be quick about it, if I may suggest. And meet us in Jazz and Orla's room. Ooh. I cannot stress <laughs> that is not what I am suggesting. <laughs> this is a spicy episode. <laughs> and, and, and you hear very audibly Clara sigh. <sighs> well, that's disappointing. All right. Well, yes, the, well, I'm the bearer of bad news all over. The, 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 the moment's passed, dear. We might as well go. <laughs> Dago's is like, but, but you... But we, uh, <sighs> yes, dear. <laughs> and he, you can hear him, like rustling, and I'll, 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 I'll be there shortly. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Brosif. <laughs> <laughs> and you just hear him grunt. <laughs> Onward. All right. <laughs> And you head to, uh, heading to Shiro's quarters now. Um, and you knock on the door. Um, yes? Sir, I hate to intrude, but could I borrow Pilot for a moment? Um, sure. We were just finishing up. Um... Yes, uh, certainly. Uh, and as you open the door, you can see Shiro uh, sitting in the bed. Uh, clearly, uh, Des has like tucked him in and like made him as comfortable as possible. Uh, has a couple of pillows uh, above or behind him, kind of propping him up. And in there with him, the two of them is old eldest Carrera. Uh, working on his arm oh good um yeah thank you um i actually need some uh yes if, if we can break this up uh so that i can work because he is moving around a lot as they talk and that's bad and i need this arm to be still and he she pointedly looks at shiro who just rolls his eyes so that i can work and finish installing these very crucial parts so that you can be at full function. And chills. Yes, we're 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 done. You are you are you're dismissed, pilot. Thank you for your information. It will come in handy. And um <clears throat> welcome to the team. And pilot stands both uh 
with a, a look of uh, like subtle pleasure and also confusion on her face as she looks at you, Lucius, and then back to Shiro, and she kind of bows, um, thank you, and uh, turns to Lucius. Uh, is everything all right? Yes, yes, just uh, just rallying the team, sort of making plans for next steps, etc. Ah, that's 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 wise. Yes, I, I I will join you. And Shiro waves them off uh, with his mechanical hand. At which point, Carrera slaps the hand down, still, <laughs> and continues to work on the hand. And Shiro just. <sighs> Close the door behind you, please. Of course, sir. Thank you. And you, as you close the door. And the pair of you walk, and uh, let's see, where is Pilot? Oh, wait, there's Pilot is over here. I can do this here. Nope, that's Lucius. I want Pilot. Okay, pilot has uh, pretty much believes you at fa takes you at face value that you're just making plans. Uh, all right, so um, awesome. We we we're, we're next steps. Next steps is good. It's very good. And uh, she just continues walking with you to Jazz's room. Where 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 is this happening? Uh, we're meeting up in uh, Jazz Norla's room. And they're not busy. No, no, they're <laughs> fine. Every time. Oh. Forever. Right. That's going to happen forever. Not. <laughs> so, and 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 pilots. So, okay, and shrugs and like pays the pays the the answer. No real mind. She's she's just as uh, driven to get to next steps as everyone else seems to be. So you all enter Jazz's room, and by the time Lucius, you get there. Uh, there, like th the rest of the party is there. Uh, Kai is also in the room, uh, and there is a an attendant now bringing in trays of uh, crackers and fruit. Um, there's another attendant like rolling in a uh, small keg of ale uh, and tapping it. Um, and there are uh, a couple of tables off to the side with some drinks. Uh, some juice, uh, a pot of coffee, uh, a pot of tea, uh, and uh, like some some jerky, some strips of like cold bacon, uh, things to, to finger foods to snack upon uh, have now just kind of infiltrated Jazz and Orla's quarters. And uh, Pilot walks in. Oh, I didn't realize that there'd be food. Um, excellent. And she goes in for the bacon right away. <laughs> and Dacos walks in a moment later. Okay, I'm here. What, what, what's, what's happening? What, what was so important? And he closes the door behind him, seeing that everyone else is in the room. I will take my 
new, brand new fancy dagger from my dead boyfriend off my belt and pull out the the names of the um, traitors and go over the whole story with everybody present. Okay. Uh, Katie tells her entire story, recounting the message as well as the list of the Council of Seven. Uh, Dacos just kind of stares wide-eyed. What the fuck? Yeah, same. Yes. And Pilot reaches for the list. May I? Sure. And she takes a look at the list. She kind of scans it once, scans it twice, then points at one of the names and hand, like, like handing the list back to you, but with her finger on the name Shima DeCaneth. I've met Madame DeCaneth. She takes up residence in Shine in the um, in the mage quarter in the upper ring I've seen her come and go from the temple many a time she is of course being in the upper ring of great influence but she is also well, she would also not be difficult to locate. I'm sorry, and she looks I'm sorry. We are talking about taking revenge, are we not? Well I believe so. We need an order of operations, and as Lucius so um saliently pointed out, we're beholden to two masters at the moment. So, from my perspective, first thing we need to do is inform King Ashara. And, um, and see what she has to say. Pilot nods. Agreed. That's fair. I agree as well. Let us take this to the key. Kai, do you have any insight into any of these names from your associations with the Raven Queen? And Kai takes a look at the list. Let's see. Well, we can cross another name off of this list. Westland Brightmoon is dead. How do you know that? Because I killed him myself. Westland Brightmoon was one of my cousins. One of those, one of the betraying sons of bitches who sold me into slavery. <clears throat> I cut off his head and left it as an offering to my mistress some time ago. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little 
jealous that you stole some vengeance from me, but it sounds like that was warranted, so... Well, let's just say that he had it coming for lots of reasons. He was also part of the cult that was hoping to resurrect another, um, or release another trapped dark god. And, uh, killed a lot of people to try and make that happen. I did not know that he had such reach into places such as the cult of the... the Church of the Silver Flame. <coughs> but, um, yes. Yes, it sounds like he had it coming on more than just the tip of my own revenge. The other names, I do not know. Outside of the fact that Oberon de Orion. The, the name the Orion is one of the dragon-marked houses, is it not? So I is assume... Uh, based on what you all know, uh, have learned during your time at the Academy, yes, you, you know that, yes, it is uh, a dragon-marked house. What do they run? Uh, they run, I believe. I believe theirs is the mark of passing, but I will double check that real quick. Just actions. Sure, dragon marks in their houses. Yes, theirs is the mark of passage. So they do uh, roads and infrastructure? More like teleportation and portals. Yeah, that's infrastructure. Yes. And... Uh, I'd like for everyone to roll history. See how much you remember. No. Decoaster roll as well. Oh, I'm sorry, I rolled extra. No, you, you rolled it. Yeah, my actual roll is a 16. Good Lord, Osma, you rolled so many times. <laughs> I was on mute. I was like, it was lagging, and it then, then it just rolled like a thousand times. Sorry. Gotcha. Sorry. It's all good. I will it take, happened to me, too. I will take the first roll, which is Which is four. crap. <laughs> which is terrible. It's terrible. But um, did you see that 21 in there? Jesus. I did. Good Lord. <laughs> that is a double nat 20. That's it's amazing. That's that crazy. Roll, yeah. I don't see yeah. those often. Too bad it was one of 12 rolls. Yeah, right. too bad it's one of It's like roll number six of 12. In a different universe, that's what you got. Yeah. 
So Ash, Idris, or Ash Dacos, good lord, one of these days. Uh, Ash, Dacos, and Katie um, all recognize that House to Orion is headquartered in Undyair. Does that mean that we don't tell the king? I'm not sure what happens now. I think we should still tell that. Yeah, I, I think we should tell them what we know. It's probably a good idea, Dekos. Will nod his agreement. But that does give us the opportunity to perhaps deal with one of them before heading out on our obligation to the uh, Bardathon, if you will. Bardathon. (laughs) Agreed. To the queen? I mean, king? Should we bring her here since this is where the snacks are? <laughs> I mean, you, you could try. You, you're more I mean, than I'm welcome joking. to try. I imagine that. <laughs> she probably has snacks in her chamber. True. Better snacks. Um, well, before we go, I'm going to take some handfuls of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like some potato crisps, etc. Okay. Awesome. And a beer. I'm also taking a beer. And a beer. All right, then. Um... So, you all, uh, are you all heading there together to uh, Ashara's uh, office? I think so. I am. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, you all walk down the hallways uh, and corridors down to Ashara's office. And as you walk in, you see... Uh, that she is sitting at her desk, um, kind of leaning against it, uh, looking very concerned. And Valar is standing in front of the desk with her. Her hood is down. Uh, she's kind of bent over the desk, uh, talking to her in very... Like, as you walk in, it's this very, like... Uh, impassioned tones can't quite make out what is being said but there's definitely like uh well you 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 get hints of i'm telling you we need to act and we need to act now and ashara is like i cannot believe that this has happened within my own borders i am 
absolutely beside myself. And Valar, now is not the time to be beside yourself. This emotion can wait. You need to act on this before before anything else happens. Before they can allow be allowed to do any further damage. If what I found is true, and I am 99.5% certain that it is, then that son of a bitch needs to die. <laughs> and as she says that, Ashara notices you all standing at the doorway. Ah! My friends, what... Ah, what can I do for you? Hey, girl, hey. Um, so, the first person I talked to was Dez about this thing, and she was going to Valar. Did... Is that... Did you guys already have this conversation? And Valar reaches into a her breast pocket and pulls out Dez's copy of the list. Uh, yeah. Yes. That. I assume that this is what you were coming in here to speak of as well. Yeah, I just needed to round up my uh, posse. And round them up you did. And she gives you a bit of a cheeky grin. Well done. Take it you've come to the same conclusions that I have. And you... Seems pretty emergent that we handle this. How much do you know about the locations of the betrayers? We know that two are dead. Really? Well, I knew that Elos had passed on. Who else? I gestured to Kai. And Kai sits up proudly. Well met Valar, it's been quite some time. Master Genoth. Yes, it has. You're looking well. Did you kill one of my targets and didn't tell me? And Kai kind of blushes a little bit. Westland Brightmoon was also a target of mine. Bound by Blood Oath to kill him. Interesting. And you succeeded. And Kai nods. If you go to the Howling Peaks just north of Zalargo, there's a cave. And within that cave is a shrine to my mistress, the Raven Queen. Upon that shrine, you will find the severed head of one Westland Bright Moon. And Valar's eyes raise. Damn. You aren't fucking around. Yeah, that's dark, man. 
Kill Bill. And Kai reaches, or not reaches, he looks over at you, Kaelin, and when you have sworn to destroy the enemies of your mistress, particularly one who seeks to raise, not raise, who seeks to unleash a god of undeath upon the world, you try to be as thorough as you can. I, that was uh, envy and respect, not, ah. uh, not, uh, you know, censure. Oh, and, and Kai blushes again. Um, <clears throat> sorry, sometimes I, I don't do well with tone. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, I will say that I did thoroughly enjoy it. It's one of the better moments of my life. Now if I could only find his father. He is not at the top of my list, but quite close. And Valar gives Kai a look. I did not know that you were hunting the Bright Moons. I might be able to help you there. But later, we have this list. And she takes a pen off of the, the king's desk, and you can see her crossing off a name, presumably Westlands, from the list. Who have you located so far? Or what knowledge do you have of these betrayers thus far? Aside from Westland. Information is kind of uh, patchwork at the moment. But we know that Julius Lightfoot is in Stormreach, presumably, and Shima DeCaneth is in Sharn. Well, we know Diorian is here. Well, if not in Fairhaven, at least in Ondair. That lying, conniving snake. Yes, he is in passage. Yeah. Passage is where the house is based. You'll definitely find him in his... And they're like, this is the look of disgust. It comes in waves as she's clearly got some personal ties in this. She takes a deep breath. Yes. That is where he is known to dwell in passage. And the rest? We don't have any information on Lorian Trollweaver. And all we know about Clawborn is that they have a, uh, a familial tie to someone that we are connected with. But nothing about location. And Velar nods. I can help you there. 
Clawborns are also in shine. If I recall correctly, Kylan is father of Tristitia. Or Tristiana. Is that not, isn't that so? Not by blood, but for all practical purposes, yes. And she makes a note. All right. Trailweaver, you will find... Uh, there's no fun way of saying this, so I'll just put it lightly. You'll have to travel to Areno. And Dacos stiffens. That's not what I wanted to hear. And Pilot raises an eyebrow. There, something wrong. Dickos nods. That's where I'm from. That's where I was. What I was running from. I go back there. And I'll bring some trouble upon you all. I have not yet uh, proven my innocence there. And Valar nods. Let me see what I can do about that. I have an agent or two in the area that might be able to assist. But worry about the rest of them for now. Dickos nods. Thanks. And I don't know why I closed that file. I shouldn't have. Uh, right. So I believe that's everyone. Um, or did I miss anyone? That's everyone. We don't know much about Julius, but we do know he's in Stormreach. Well, that is fairly convenient, seeing as how you all were heading to Zendrick anyway. Sounds like a two birds, one stone kind of situation. Well, maybe two birds in one trip. Maybe not two birds in one stone. Certainly helps to have a direction. Yes, and now you have several. So Stormreach, Sean... Here in Undy ear, and she you can just hear the 
the growl in her voice. And I hear. Aranel, Sharn, and, well, the other two are dead. And for the first time, Katie, Bella looks up at you. My condolences. I dip my head in a silent thank you. And she turns to Ashara. Ashara, we have clearly a problem, both within our borders and without. And while we are politically bound to only deal with matters within our own borders, I have no such compulsion, nor do our friends here. And she gestures to you all. And Ashara has her hands steepled and is resting her chin upon them. Spit out what you're suggesting and stop tiptoeing around it around it. And Valar gives a smile that is as sharp as any blade that you've ever seen. I think it's time to proceed with some uh, good old-fashioned bloodletting. The kind of which I specialize in. No one need know why. No one need to know that it ever happened. And it's at that moment that Valar, you notice for the first time that she doesn't actually carry any physical knives on her. And she lifts a hand and a gleaming dagger of pure light appears in that hand and she just begins twirling it between her fingers. You know what I can do. You know what I'm capable of. And you know that I won't stop once I've been unleashed. All you need to do, my lady, is say the word and thy will be done. And Ashara takes a deep breath. <sighs> this was not the kind of politics I wanted to be involved in. But here we are. She taps her chin for a moment and thought. Fine. I would have you seek out this 
Kylan Clawborn and the Strahlweaver in Arena. She then, the king then looks to the rest of you. I want to keep this as clear of undying hands as possible. While we are steeped in politics, you all as agents of the circle, the last remaining agents of the circle, are not. Officially, I cannot tell you to go about murdering these people, these betrayers. And she gets up from her desk, walks around to where, and walks behind you all to the open door and closes it and locks it. But, and then begins to walk around again and stand in front of her desk next to Velar and looks at you with cold, determined, and sympathetic eyes. What I can tell you, unofficially, is to burn these sons of bitches to the ground. We cannot let what has happened stand. You do not have my sanction as king of Andair. But as high druid of my tribe, and as your friend, I give you my blessing. We will take care of Kylan Clawborn and track down and kill Lorien Trowweaver. All I ask, what I will officially sanction of you as King of Andair, as your first act as an independent, as a newly independent circle agents, is to track down and assassinate Oberon de Orion of House de Orion. Bring me his head or his hands, whichever you prefer, as he is an enemy of Andair and an enemy of peace. And she leans back against the her desk what say you, agents? 
sure. Oberon is the one in Sentry. No, Oberon is the one that's with the, that's in uh, Undyer, who lives in who, the, the whose house is based in Passage, the town. In of the Passage. town of Passage. Yep. I am grateful for your attention to this, my king. It is my honor to do as you request. And she nods before walking over to you, dropping any veneer of decorum and draws you into her arms, Katie. And I am so sorry. My dear, I am so very sorry. For what has happened to you and what you are now being tasked to do as a result. I am grateful for the opportunity to obtain closure. It is more Even than if that's all that it is. It is more than closure that you will be attaining, my child. It is justice. Even better. As your airship is not yet finished, it will take another day or two. I will be loaning you one of mine to take into passage and (laughs) and she gives a rueful smile complete this quest do this for me and Undyer will be forever in your debt But then I must request that you go to Zendrick, to Zantash, and gain the allyship of that kingdom. Lightfoot may, in fact, be closer than you think, since he is based in that area. is based upon the continent. Two birds, one trip. And more allies are always a good thing. Because as you see, and she points to the the, uh, window and the still occurring barrage of magical fire upon the shield uh, surrounding their still floating city. We can use all the help we can get. Especially since we now know the scope of those allied against us, my king. Yes, a prudent plan. She takes a deep breath. It is a sad day 
when I have to declare war. I had hopes that I would never need to. Not during my reign. I hoped that my reign would be one of peace. When I signed the Treaty of Thronehold, when I drew up the Treaty of Thronehold, it was to end a war. Now it seems I'm beginning another. So be it. So begins the War of the Flame. So be it. And that's where we'll end our session tonight. Oof. Woo! <laughs> Dang. Yeah, got some uh, got some shit happening. <laughs> Drama. Dang, indeed. Yeah. So, got the uh, the message uh, from Ellos is definitely a uh, that was a bomb. That was a bomb I've been waiting to drop for a while. <laughs> <laughs> It was nicely done. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Sorry, I couldn't quite get you out of dealing with your mom, Ozma. <laughs> That's okay. You tried. <laughs> <laughs> Another broken promise. <laughs> like from my mom. No, just kidding. <laughs> Not entirely untrue, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you you all are you you have a many pronged journey ahead of you. Uh, mission from the Raven Queen, a mission from two now missions from King Ashara, and an obligation to avenge the Circle and avenge the murder of your lost love, uh, Katie. So, you know, lots of those things. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Uh, the, the next session, I, I've got some, I've got some stuff in store for you guys. So, um, yeah, uh, look forward to that. And um, yeah. How you guys doing with all that? <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's half, you know, kind of political. But yeah. Then also it has like the, you know, greater, you know, like great, greater danger. But, uh, Emily's phone just died. Ah. That's, that's why she disappeared. Gotcha. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, I feel like this is going to be kind of like a like it's the opportunity to be a really interesting um, like mystery slash fact finding slash what other kind of underground bullshit are we going to find? Like, that's exciting. That's fun storytelling. I'm excited. Good. It, it kind of makes me think of Kill Bill with the yeah. <laughs> hunting down and assassinating <laughs> except yeah, instead of one versus yeah a list it's like a group of people showing up being like 
Yeah, you need to die now. Yeah. <laughs> Shobuha. Uh, I can't remember the net, the rest of the, the quote, but you and I have unfinished business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Shobuha Maratsui Chainao. Or Chanayo. I think it's the actual Japanese. I might be wrong. I might be screwing that all the way up. China, yeah, Shobuha Maratsui China Yo. I don't know enough to tell you if you're wrong. So it's essentially roughly translated. uh, It can uh, it can mean you and I have unfinished business, but it more directly means our fight isn't finished yet. I think. Ooh. Must have big rats. <laughs> if you need that, your hands are a steel. Huge. Oh man, that that was that was that was a dope line too. The honto kaiitsu yote. Good shit, guys. Good shit. We're good. <laughs> That was awesome. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Well, we'll have hopefully a full compliment. Uh, Hopefully have a full compliment next session and uh, see what kinds of uh, murdery shenanigans (laughs) we get into. as Murdery shenanigans, my favorite. Yeah, you guys are tracking down uh, one of the betrayers next next session. So that's going to be a thing. Somebody's going to die. Somebody gonna die. Somebody gonna die. Somebody somebody gonna, gonna die. Yeah. Somebody gonna die today. Oh, uh, what's up with this dagger? Was that identified for me or what? We haven't identified it yet, but I, I will be adding it to your inventory uh, between now and then. Heck yeah. All right. Yes. Thank you. Indeed. Indeed. I know what it is, but you, and you will know soon enough. Yeah, because you'll it is, I believe, an attunable weapon. So <gasps> And daggers are monk weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <coughs> a bit of Cali. A bit of screamer. Indeed, indeed. All right, you guys, and those of you listening, thank you once again for tuning in to another episode of Agents of the Circle. Uh, once again, you can find us all on uh, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, basically any place you get your podcasts. Uh, you can reach out uh, to me at, or to us rather. It's a, it's, it's, it's you, I control the account, but it's for all of us um, via the Agents of the Circle Instagram, Agents of the Circle Podcast. Um, our Twitter is at Circle Agents. Um, you can reach out to me via TikTok at Circle DM, uh, and soon we will have a podcast Discord uh, that you all can hang out with. I'm in the process of figuring that out, uh, so that'll be a thing, and um, eventually a website. As soon as I get around to that whole thing, um, but yeah, uh, until next session everyone take care take care of each other uh the world is ridiculous right now and there's so much happening 
Uh, but if we just would remember to love and respect and honor each other, uh, that's one step further in, you know, hopefully fixing this broken world. So take care of each other, take care of yourselves, and may the dice roll ever in your favor. Hi there, this is Sphinx Akasha, and this is the Agents of the Circle podcast. If you'd like to hear more of what we're doing, the other episodes can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Thanks again for listening, and may the dice roll ever in your favor.